Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome on in. It is the afternoon show. Jack Fritz and Elliot Shore Parks live from Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey then Chickies and Pete's signature menu items, pregame, in-game, or post-game, Chickies and Pete's. What's happening, Elliot? What up, buddy? How you doing? Well, the Eagles are talking again. They are always talking. <laughs> the Eagles are very good with a microphone in front of them. Yeah, especially yes. when, they're, when they're losing and trying to uh, stick up for themselves. I can tell you're annoyed by this. Always. And, yeah, it's, always. it's absurd. But Okay. Right. Well, uh, I will say, before we get into this whole thing, Eh, it's starting to feel a little bit like the Jets and, and Cowboys stuff from the Eagles. I'm not, I'm not, they're not exuding winner vibes. I, I don't right know now. if I agree with that because what have the Eagles said that is that's wrong? Well, they're attacking the fans now. So uh. if, if you missed it, if you missed it, uh, we got two cuts here from Darius Slay. Uh, here's the first one talking about oh, you, we get booed coming off oh the field. God. Here, here's Darius Slay. So that was uh, Stephen Nelson. Stephen Nelson, a former Eagle. Former Eagle, great. Who could forget the Stephen yeah. Nelson era here? And, yeah. and Darius Slay saying that, you know, the fans, it's the, the only place that the fans have been able to get to him. Uh, Stephen Nelson was the one complaining about the fans behind the, uh, behind the bench uh, getting on him and, and really just holding him accountable, I think, is the, is the right word to say. 
Uh, and the, Slay continued, though. This is, the, this is the one that that bothered me more than anything. Here's Darius Slay. Hey, bro, I learned quick. I said, oh, yeah, nah, I got to get out of here. It's not nah, good for my not, mental health. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm hey, stressed out. I'll, hey, stress you out, boy. I'm stressed out. I'll talk about it's the same cut. It's the same cut. Um, so, listen, the, the whole premise of this thing is Darius Slay and, and Steven Nelson kind of acting like it's, it's tough to play in Philadelphia. And while I agree, it is tough to play in Philadelphia, this whole idea that it, we're too tough, it's a, a super ridiculously hard place to play. It just bothers me to no end. It bothers me to no end. Yeah, like, what's well, your reaction so to these clips? I, I think that, look, what Darius Slay is saying is true. What Steven Nelson is saying is true. I don't think there is a harder position to be in as a professional athlete than being a member of the Philadelphia Eagles and playing in Philadelphia. Now, there's a lot of positives that come from that. And the reason it's so hard is because of how much fans care. We've obviously been here our entire lives. We have seen how Philly fans are. We were at Citizens Bank for the playoffs last year. We've been to Super Bowl parades, World Series parades. If you win in this city, it is a euphoria and a, and a feeling of winning that is unlike other cities. But what comes along with that is what Darius Slay and Steven Nelson are, are talking about. And I get a chance to see this in the locker room. I get to see it at training camp practices. I see these guys off the field. Being an Eagle is really hard. It is harder to succeed in this city, in my opinion, than it is probably any other city in the NFL. We could probably extend that to any other sport in the country. The pressure of being an Eagle is unlike anything else. And what you're hearing in that clip is, it is, it's hard. When they run out at a home state for a home game, they feel that pressure. There's a reason why going into the playoffs last year, when Chris Long obviously played for the Eagles, won a Super Bowl here, knows all about how awesome the fans are, when he said he thought the Eagles were probably better off starting on the road because being in this city and being an Eagle is a pressure unlike any other. I've been to training camp practices, and again, love the fans, best fans in the world. But the pressure of being a first-round pick with the Eagle, I've seen players get yelled at at practice. I have seen the, the, the intense pressure that is placed on them. Now, there are upsides to that, but that doesn't change the fact that what Darius Slay is saying is not wrong. It doesn't make him soft. He isn't complaining. He doesn't do anything like that. It's a reality. Of course Slay it, has of course lived it. it's soft. Of course it's, it's not soft. soft. Of how is it? it how is. is it soft? Because it's just complaining to complain. You, I, we don't hear it's any, not complaining. Yes, it's it is, the dude. truth. It's not the truth. Being like, if you want to, if you want to say that it's complaining and soft and all that, then that's what you're saying about telling the truth. Because he is being honest about what it's like to be a player for the Eagles in this city. His opinion. His opinion. And Stephen Nelson's. Okay, Stephen Nelson is not an Eagle. Stephen Nelson. Well, here, he played here. Was here for a minute. Okay. Um, well, f I think a full season, but yeah. A minute when, yes. it, when it comes to like coming out and 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 go like, you you won't win going against the fans and I just it bothers me with Darius Slay who he he can't take accountability for anything it's never it's never Slay's fault nothing's ever Slay's fault I mean the, who could forget the Josiah Scott right when they get torched down in Dallas he, he put it immediately on him in the in the uh, Super Bowl. The defense was lights. The secondary was lights, camera, action. He was true. I mean, was, that was correct, though. Well, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a ball touch the ground in the second half. Yeah. So uh, was it really lights, Wasn't camera, action? Wasn't as good in the second half. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't believe it was light. But it's still, like, who cares, Darius? Like, who cares? I don't care that if you guys played – if you think you played well. You lost the game. Like, just just take it. But, 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 but if the athletes are telling you that it's harder with the way the fans treat the players here, why does that not matter to but you? But it's not hard. It's not hard if, you, if you're winning and you're playing You know how hard, hard it is to win? 
Like, look, you're basically saying if you're winning a Super Bowl, if you're in the NFC Championship game, then they're super supportive. Like, that is very but, hard. But I, first off, I don't think it's I don't I really don't think it's that bad. I really unless you want it to be that bad and you make it harder on yourself, I think it's bad. I, like, if you're if you're online searching for stuff, if you're on Twitter all day searching for stuff, like yeah, sure. If you want to do that, th- then then be, be all means. But you're gonna see negative reaction to stuff. Like you just have to know that. Like, I just I don't think it's as bad. As, as some players make it out to be here. It's not that but, bad. But he, he didn't bring up social media there. He wasn't saying that's on Twitter. Reason, that's the only reason. He's gotten into with fans on Twitter all the no, time. No, I know, but, but they're talking about in the stadium, at Lincoln Financial Field, right? They, and we've been to Eagles games. I've covered every Eagles home game for the past however many years. Like, there's no denying it. It gets really tense in that stadium. And I'm sure this year, now they open the season in Brazil, so it'll probably be a little, in, you know. It'll be, it'll, be, yeah, it'll be a little different. But I'm sure this year, if they enter that first home game down 0-1, I mean, you know, uh, having lost their first game or whatever their record is going into that that home opener, if it's not going well, it's going to be very tense. So if they only what? score three. Tough. Why, why is that a big deal? Because it makes it harder. That's good. what. But that's what Slay's saying. It, it's pushing. No, but it's not it's good. Pushing it's not you. good. It's pushing. It's, it's not good to make it harder on the players. What's the benefit of making it harder on the players if the objective is for the team to win? It's not that hard on the players. It's, They're telling it's, you it's that hard. One guy. One guy's telling you two guys. Who? A- AJ? No, I'm saying Slay and uh, Steven Nelson, Nelson doesn't count. Steven Nelson doesn't count. Okay, you're not, was, just not going to count. Here, here was the, uh, the the other cut from uh, the podcast between Darius Slay and Steven Nelson. Fan reaction? Oh, did you come on that tunnel? Bro, oh, he don't understand. Boo! Like, you're exactly we, right. There we, you go, baby. If we do intro, if we if we lose it, if we lose it, oh, go ahead, go. If we losing at halftime, and we go in, and we go in. Mm-hmm. Boo! The whole stadium, and, that, and that's the link. That Meek and everybody. That man, look here. That <laughs> look, Meek and everybody. Look here, everybody. <laughs> it, it gets so point to a point one time. Have you ever seen a home crowd boo you? We get booed a lot. That's you, what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, not me, but I've seen a home crowd man. boo people. No, yeah, no, no, no. We got We got, our, we got our fans being the OC. Run the ball. Yeah, I'm talking about the whole stadium. Whole they stadium. get together. Oh, they, they play mind games on the on the, on the, on the OC. Oh, they had, they I'm talking about like, they had like they part of the coaching staff. Look here, they'll run the ball. It could be a negative play. Hey. They go cheer for it. Smart fans, smart yeah. fans, run the ball. I was on team run the ball. You were on team year. run the ball. It just bothers me. Like, it's always, it's always. It, it, I didn't hear in in both those clips you played. I didn't hear one time. Love those fans. Like I, like I, I love being. Like he did it on Twitter today after all the clips came out, whatever. But why don't, why not defend the fans? Like why not say, hey, like they hold us to a high standard. Why is that so? But don't bad? you want to, don't you want to know what it's like? Like don't you want an honest answer from them on what it is like to be an eagle? But and what they're like, telling you is, it is really hard to be an eagle. Of course, it's really hard being an eagle. Yeah, that's not. But that's not a bad thing. And I don't it, think but it's not a good thing. Of course, it's a good. There's thing. a lot of awesomeness that comes with being an eagle. I'm not painting think this about, as all negative. Think about how but, these guys are like kings around this city when they're winning. When they're winning, okay, that's the point. Yes. If you just win, it doesn't matter. If you play hard, it doesn't matter. If you don't come out and blame everyone else when you're you're losing a Super Bowl, like it's just it, that it annoys me. It's an, it annoys. Me. But I don't get why it annoys you when it's just he's giving an accurate representation of what it's is not like. accurate. But you know it's, that it's you slay. know you it's know slay. that it's but you know it's hard to play in this city. You know it is. Of course, right? it's hard to play in the city. Yes, but so that's what he's saying. Thing. So what are we upset? But thing. so what are we upset at him about? About telling the truth? About saying what his experience is like? We've seen it here. It is hard. Look, first round picks that come to the Eagles, right? Jalen Rager, 
came here, immense pressure, right? Couldn't handle it. I saw training camp practice, fans like yell at him. In the stadium, it was ugly. It was harder for Jalen Rager to succeed here than it would have been in other places. We've seen it with draft picks. Coming to the Eagles, it's tough. Now, the, the, the positive side of that is that if you can make it and you can handle it, the, just like it's harder to be an Eagle than any other player in the country, it's better to be an Eagle than any other place right. in the country. I want to hear that. But, I want to hear that. But, but I feel like you want, you want just the positives. You, want, you just want them to talk about the positives of it. There are positives, Why? but we have to acknowledge the negatives as well. I think it's okay to say it's a hard place to play. They're tough on us, but I love it. Like, that's what I want to hear. Like, we know Why do we want people to love it? Because it's awesome. What, what is awesome about getting booed at home? What is awesome not about, doing your, about not, not being able to check not, your Twitter because you know everybody's ripping you to shreds? Like, what's then don't awesome check, about it? Then get off Twitter. If you're getting booed, well, if, people give me that advice. And I wish I could get off it's, Twitter. It's harder to follow than you make it but sound. If people, but if people are booing you, then it's because they're not – they have high expectations of you. There's high expectations on the Eagles. Yes. If they suck – There is an immense amount of pressure on the Eagles. Of course there's an immense amount of pressure on the Eagles. Yes. But I don't think we're I – don't, I, don't, I don't think we're too tough. I think I think it's an over exaggeration to say the first they got booed. They got booed a couple times last year. What do you want? The, what do you want the fans to do? What do you want the fans to do when they're collapsing down the stretch? You lose to Jonathan Gannon and the Cardinals at home. If you're at halftime, like, what do you want the fans? That's to fine. Do? I'm not saying they can't boo, but we have to be honest about the 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 effect that has. Like I'm not sitting here and saying fans shouldn't boo if they go three and out. If they start the season 0 and 1 and it's ugly first quarter, they shouldn't boo. Fans could literally do whatever they want. You pay to go to those games. You have that passion. I love that the fans have the passion. But you can't have it on both sides. You can't be like, we're the best fans. Look at Citizens Bank Park. It's the hardest place to play in the league. Look, 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 look. And then just ignore all the negatives. Like, this is, these are the players trying to tell you the negative side of it. Doesn't mean you need to change. It doesn't mean it's not a good thing. What it means is there are real-life, actual repercussions to how intense it is to play in this city. Why do you think the team collapsed so much last year? It's because... Uh, there were a number of things. The players weren't playing well. Coaches weren't doing great. All, You're blaming well, you, the fans for the collapse? No, you know what else it is? They, like, you watched them. It looked like they were deer in headlights every time they were at home. Playing at home was no fun. That's why Chris Long said they should start on the road. And obviously it did not work out. But there are real-life implications of being such a hardcore fan base. We shouldn't push back on that. You can't well, just on. embrace what, the positive what, and not the negative. What, what game – there was really one game – down the stretch that was at home that you're talking about. And that's the Cardinals game. What other game are you talking about? I'm saying that the pressure that was on this team was immense. Would you agree with that? Well, that, sure. that yes, that it was ugly, right? Like They were, they were in the midst of, see, of a historic collapse. Like yeah. all, all these jokes people make about, man, Sirianni looks so tired. Look at him. Yeah, duh, because he's like <laughs> getting criticized by the entire well, city for five straight weeks. Course. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but that doesn't mean it's not hard. That's the point I'm making. What they are saying is that. Do you want, us to, be so do you want it to be softer? Do I want fans to be softer on the do you players? Want, do, you want it to be, do you want them to be softer on the players? Look, I think there is certainly a benefit to doing it, yes. There, there's no real benefit to making these players' lives, like, unenjoyable. I, like, and I agree they, they should be criticized, all those things. And look, we're a part of it. Listen, we're the media. But I, I don't think you need to be softer. But let's not act like what they're saying isn't true. It doesn't make Darius Slay softer feeling the way he feels. It's always Slay, though. It's, it's always Slay. Well, because he and, gives his opinion. I would imagine a lot of players in the locker room feel the exact same way. I disagree. I disagree. I, I genuinely believe. I genuinely, be genuinely believe that if you don't love playing in Philadelphia, then you're not a winning player. I don't. I don't think you are a winning player. I think you're looking for looking for an excuse. So and that's what I felt like. That uh, this whole thing is. It's looking. Oh, the fans. Now it's the, now it's the fans. They're they're too tough on us. Wah. It's 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 soft. It's not soft. It's like so the. 
look, there, to your point about players that can take it in Philadelphia and some can't, there is no question it takes a certain type of athlete to, to make it here in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is tailor-made to be in Philadelphia. He has some of the thickest skin I've seen in terms of taking criticism, what he's been through, all those things. I don't think Carson could handle Philadelphia. Carson was unable to make it here. When, when things got really tough, he spiraled out of control. Didn't happen. I think one of the reasons Eagles draft so many Georgia and Alabama players is because they basically come from pro teams where, they, where they're used to being in the spotlight. Not just anyone can play here. I don't think you're a loser if you can't play here. It is extremely hard to do. We've seen players leave here and do well. Like, yes, I agree it brings out the best in people when things are going well. But the negative part of it is, it, it, like, there are athletes that are probably talented players that have been unable to make it here because of how tough it is to play. But here. there's there's players that are also part of this Eagles losing streak that aren't getting ripped because they we felt like they went out there and they they did their job. Like and who? They're playing hard. Who is who has been absolved of blame during this Eagles because we thought they were trying hard? Jason Kelsey, Lane, BG. Yeah. Well, but this because BG like was like also a, no one's really ripping Slay by the way. I mean like Slay hasn't really got. I don't know what people's issue is with Slay. Like we always because want we always seen. want athletes to be honest, and he's giving you how he feels, and now we're like no 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 we actually don't want to hear it's, that because it's never it's never Slay's fault. Like like the whole the Josiah Scott thing bothered me. The the lights camera action after after they lose the Super Bowl bothers me, and even this thing with the fans, it's it's I don't hear anything in there. You know what? It's tough, but I love those people. But that's what I'm saying. We just want we just want athletes to say what we want them to say. Like we we want to hear Slay get up there and go, "Man, this was a super tough game. I wish we would have won. I know I could have been better." Da, da. Like yes, there is an aspect to doing that. But when Slay yes. says, "But when sounds great," but, you, you, right. you made a great point. But, I agree. But, but when Slay says, you know, and we're paraphrasing here, like, "Hey, you know, that was Josiah Scott's fault." That's just what happened. Like so, I want but athletes. He's a captain. Yeah, but again, I'm not defending the comment. But what I'm saying is when, when Slate talks about, like, trash cans outside of, uh, of the Novacare, how tough it is to play at home, he's lived it. He knows it. And athletes talk about, I'm sure that if we ask athletes that are beloved by this city, they will speak about the positives part of, part of it. But there are also negatives of it. You can't just have one side of it. Let's go to the phones. Mark's in Woodbury Heights. What's happening, Mark? I, I mean, Elliot, are you serious? What up, Mark? I know. I'm saying the same so, thing, Mark. How you doing, Mark? Are, are, serious, this self-pity party. It's not self-pity. It's too hard. It is. Everyone's well, negative. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Because a couple ahead, fruitcakes put some trash cans out the NovaCare complex. We get our feelings hurt. Mark, Mark, do you think it's hard to, oh. do you think it's, do you, Mark, do you think it's hard to play on the Eagles? I think it's hard to play in the NFL. But what do you think about the Eagles general. specifically? Because we'll all sit here and say it's not the same to play no. in Jacksonville, right? No, I don't. Well, why would you want to play in Jacksonville? It, listen, no one cares. Elliot, Elliot, is it hard to play on the New York Giants, the New York Jets? The not Dallas as hard as Cowboys. it is on the Eagles. Not as hard as it on about, the Unless you're going to say well, being that. A, being a Cowboy, I think it's hard. Wait a minute. The the no, Dallas, it's not. The Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs. You nope. know, enough is enough. Well, Mark, let me you ask you. Do you think, paid. Mark, wait, Mark, can I just ask you something? Do you think those fan bases are as intense and passionate as Eagles fans? Yeah, I do. I do I, think they okay. are. All right. All I right. don't okay. think. Listen, listen. Here's the bottom line. Are there some idiotic, arrogant uh, uh, fans at times that go over the top? Yes. Yes. But in general, 
No. It's we're not, not that I mean, bad. But, Mark, we're not, not, ta- Mark, Mark, Mark yep. we're not talking about those stands. I, and, again, you're viewing this as a negative thing. I, it doesn't have to be negative. What Slay is saying is, Appreciate and Stephen Nelson, is that it is incredibly intense to play on the Eagles. There is a level of pressure Good. and scrutiny. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. What's the issue with that? Good. Because it makes it harder on the players. That's the that. Was, that's it, the was it harder? Was it than last year? Clearly, it was not. I mean, two, sorry, two years ago. Oh, when they made the twenty twenty two. Was the No, they that? were awesome that year. Okay. Yeah. It's not that hard. Go out and <laughs> okay. be a great football. Go to the soup. Go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, when were they really booed at home? They were booed like a, a couple times, a handful of times at home. Again, they started ten and one. These players—they're the ones that collapse, not the fans. These players are telling you what it is like to be an eagle. A couple players. It, I don't think they're the first players that have felt this way about how intense it is to play on the Eagles. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Derek is in Paoli. What's happening, D? Yo, Jack. How can you how can you tell somebody how they feeling? Right? They on a podcast. Like, first of all, y'all they not playing They can say how they whole... feel. I'm telling you how I feel about what they hey, said. Hey, but listen, listen, what you write, listen, you're the same guy, right, who's supposed to be hardcore Philly this and that. You organized a standing ovation for a guy who gets $330 million to hit a ball in field balls, right? You're, you wasn't, oh, don't boo him. Let's give him a standing O. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, bro. You got some picks, but, man. No, that, I don't think that's fair. Do you want to know, right? know the, 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 the theory behind the standing O? It's the same theory with every team, though. I guarantee you there's Eagles players and Sixers players who probably like, damn, all they do is talk bad about us, but they want to get the Phillies guys to stand an ovation. That's well, I can't, why I can't help Brown the, I can't help the other fans of the other teams. Every stand, bro. They do you think, do you think, do you think Tobias fans, Harris deserves man. a standing ovation tonight? Who? You, Tobias you know Harris. what? It wouldn't be a bad thing. You don't know what could happen. You can't. Trey Turner won, and, oh, All we right. changed his life around, and this, that, the third. You're, like, and you're very come welcome. On, man. You're very welcome, Derek. Exactly. Very welcome. That's what I'm saying. Elliot, Elliot. Yes. With everything you're saying to me, Elliot, I'm going to take it because you be down there, right? You Thank be down you. there. You yes. talk to the people. You see what's going on. Like, yeah, PR short like, parts, I, like, I know. No, but, 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 I'm but, not saying he's smart. No. I'm just saying, like, he's giving you what he sees. Right. But I guess, what, podcast, I guess what I'm trying bro. to say, Derek, to your point, right, is it, like, it's just the reality. Like, we can push back on all we want and say, well, this is what it's like to play here. And this is like, it's just the truth. We can talk about this for four hours and try to defend it and, and deny yeah. it all we want. It is like hard to be an eagle. <laughs> do, you think, do, you think, do you think we're too tough, Derek? I think Philly fans, honestly, like, has nothing to do with passion. Like, yesterday when Chuck called and was, you know, all excited about, oh, Embiid's a loser because he's always hurt. You think Embiid want to always be hurt, man? Right? Right. You think right. Embiid just wakes up every day and says, I want to be hurt. No, he just got bad luck, right? But you calling this guy a loser and he's soft because he's hurt. Like, people get a runny nose and start coughing and this, that, and the third. They not going to work, bro. But everybody's well, some, some blue collar in this town, some bro. Was... <laughs> you're from Westchester. I'm from Paoli. That's not blue collar, does You <laughs> understand on. what I'm saying? Hold that on. ain't blue collar, man. Okay, so what? I appreciate the call, Derek. You know, I did get my wisdom teeth out last week. You really Speaking did. of fighting through. You really did. Yeah, just starting to feel better. And I, I'm, I'm glad we got the Turner thing out of the way early. Yeah, I was, I was expecting that to come up. I wasn't going to bring it up. The, but but the, 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 the thesis, not thesis is probably the wrong word. The theory behind the, the Trey Turner thing was he was holding himself accountable. He did do a post-game thing about how, like, he cost on the team. He looked, he looked like a broken player. He looked like a broken player. He was work, trying to work his way through it. And it felt like he used a little fan pick-me-up, and, and, and it, it worked. So, but what I think, though, with athletes, what happens sometimes is I bet you I can find tons of quotes from Darius Slay saying, 
I could I could have played better. That one's on me. We's a defense need to be better. Da, da, da. Those quotes just don't pop off the way they do, like the few Darius quotes that have popped off, right? So I don't think it's fair to say Darius Slay is not accountable. He was voted a captain by his teammates. The, the, like the same players that we think he's throwing under the bus and not being accountable, they voted him captain. And he'll probably be captain again next year if he's back. So I, I don't think it's fair to say Slay is being unaccountable here. I think he's just being honest. 215-592-9494. Do you believe that we are too tough? on, I guess, the Eagles. Uh, it seems like they are, they're held to a higher standard around here. Are we too tough on our athletes? What's your reaction to the Darius Slay comments? But we do have our final pair of Jelly Roll tickets mm. to give away uh, this week. The beautifully broken tour on October 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets go on sale 10 a.m. March 1st at Ticketmaster.com. And off of Tobias Harris, maybe Darius Slay. <laughs> Slay for you. Very yeah. simply, a Philly athlete that you couldn't stand. And... I'll just get this one out of the way early. Could be a big answer. I don't know if it's about Rushmore. It's more personal for me, like most things. Yeah. Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta, not accountable for everything, anything. Uh, sucked. Uh, stole $25 million a year from this team. Uh, ruined Scott Kingery. Went after Bryce Harper. Was, uh, was uh, playing video games in the back. And Carlos Santana coming and smashed the TV. It's an underrated story. It's, it's an underrated story because no one cared about the Phillies at that yeah. point. It still looms in, in legend in, in, in Phillies Twitter. Uh, Jake Arrieta, the athlete I could not stand. So I'm going to go with, this is a bit, I'm not going to lie, cheating a little bit, but I don't think anyone's going to take any of these. So I'm going to go with like a collection of athletes that annoyed me to no end when I was growing up. Big, uh, big Dog Lynn Robinson, Matt Harpering, Chris Webber, all of Iverson's number twos. The second stars. The sec they, every single time they traded for one of them, 13-year-old Elliot was sitting there like, Matt Harpering's going to help get him to a title. And yep. look, Big Dog Lynn Robinson, he well, was great at Milwaukee. No Van Horn? Yeah, Chris Webber has little spinning things on his shoes. This is going to be great. I was so excited. Keith Van Horn, yeah, exactly. All those guys, they annoyed 13-year-old Elliot uh, to no end. They, when they got Chris Webber, I was so excited. Me too. I was, I was so yeah. I loved Chris Webber. Yep. I, I got a Chris Webber jersey. I have Sixers one? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Number four. I have such bad luck with jerseys. I had, I had Chris Weber. Uh, I had Dante Stallworth. I had Namdi. <laughs> bad. I was, yeah. in a, I was in a dark place post to you. Yeah. Like, well, uh, Namdi won, certainly. <laughs> Namdi Is this did. why you always wear the same Philly jersey? Dalton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because you just know it's safe, a good one. Yeah. Safe. 215-592-9494 to get in on that and win the pair of Jelly Roll tickets. The best answer at the end of the show uh, will win that pair of tickets. Give us the Philly athlete that you couldn't stand. We're live at Jickies and Pete's. Buy one, get one free. Snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you. Online, chickiesandpeats.com for details. We'll be back with your phone calls right after this. Fan reaction? Oh, you come on that tunnel? Bro, oh, he don't understand. Boo! Like, you exactly we, right. There we, you go, baby. If we do intros. If we, if we lose it, if we lose it. Oh, go ahead, go. If we're losing at halftime. And we go in? And we go in? Mm-hmm. Boo! The whole stadium. And, that, and that's the link. That Meeking everybody. That Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Jack Fritz uh, and Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot in for Ike on this Friday afternoon. We are live at Jiggies and Pete's in South Philly. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey. Then Jiggies and Pete's signature menu items, pregame, in-game, or postgame, Jiggies and Pete's. That, like, when they're coming out of the tunnels, he's talking about pregame? Because you've been there for, what, every pregame in the last 10 years? Pre have, yeah. Have they ever gotten booed running onto the field out of the, out of the tunnel to start a game? Uh, not that I can remember. No, no. Never. I mean, I'm, I think he's, you know, exaggerating a he's, little. He yes. might, listen, they've been booed heading into halftime. But, 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 That's 100% right. happened. So, but, but, again, like, why is that a bad thing? Why is that a bad thing? 
It's a bad thing because the players are telling you it makes it harder One to play. One player can't handle it. No, but How you, many you, players you, in that you, locker you keep, room do you think can't handle it? I, 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 this is just my guess. If you had to ask the majority of fans that play for a Philadelphia team right now, they would say it is hard to play in Philadelphia. And I think they'd say there's a lot of positives to it, and it's awesome, and the link is a great atmosphere when they're winning and all those things. But let's not – like, you can't just take all the, all the good and ignore the bad. I'm not telling fans they should act differently. I'm not saying that it's even, frankly, a negative thing. But what I'm saying is, if we're going to say we're the most passionate fans and it's the best city That's when we win. It's part of it. It's part of it. Yes, but the, the other part, part of that of is this. Like, we don't want to stare it in the face. But what Slay is saying is the other part of it. The positive part of it is Citizens Bank Park, right? And how we, we were there at every playoff game last year. It was my first time experiencing it. It was one of the craziest environments I've ever seen in terms of fans, like, supporting the team, going crazy. But the opposite side of that is that if you are an athlete that plays for this team and you're losing at halftime as a member of the Eagles, you are going to run into that tunnel and get booed by fans. Like, that is just – we have to not just ignore what Slay is saying and go, well, Slay, it, Slay's not accountable. No, Slay is telling but, the truth. But the, but the crux of this is, is it too tough? Is it too over the top? Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not hard to play here. I, I totally agree. It's hard to play here. I just think that this, this comes off as I can't handle the city. And and it's and it. But he clearly can handle the city. He's been here for what five years. He was two. He's gone to a Super Bowl. He's made a Pro Bowl. Like he can obviously handle well, one the city. Was a, one was a COVID year. No one was there. Okay. <laughs> no one was in the building, and one was a Super Bowl run. It's just like I, I I don't think it's too tough. I think it's tough if you make it tough. And and what well, the, can let me ask you this though: Is it bad if it's too tough? Like like is it? it I think I think you're you're saying that basically like they're complaining about nothing like they're they're complaining about something that makes them soft for complaining about it. i don't think that's the case it is very hard to play here that is just a fact it is probably the hardest place to play in america as a professional athlete it's also one of the best but it's probably also the hardest okay good i but like I, I, but i like that but i like that why because i think i think it makes it first off it makes it more fun it means we care more and it, it lets us have conversations like this. It lets us have a good radio show. It lets us, like, yeah, there's, get the look, passion out of It's a passionate place. Right. It's why AJ calls in. Like, I, I understand that there are so many pot. Look, dude, I, I'm from Philadelphia. They're, oh, yeah, there Philly it is. Guy. Like, I, I chose this. Where's your accent? I chose this profession for Do you for say reason. water? I don't, actually. I say water. Right, me too. Yeah. Me too. But, so, I trust me. Listen, like, listen, it's tough being a radio host here, too. It's not, this isn't all peaches and cream. <laughs> We're the real victims exactly. here. Exactly. No. But I'm, not, I'm not up here complaining. I'm not complaining about everyone making fun of the Kellen Moore question last week. No, that wouldn't be your style. Never. But, so, I get what you're saying about the positive parts of it. Philadelphia sports, like, my favorite thing. Like, I love, that's why I chose this job, like, all that. But... I, like, I can't just ignore what Slay is saying. Slay's lived it. He's experienced it. He knows that when he runs into that locker room and he's getting booed, that's not a positive thing. It's not an enjoy. So what? So what if you're getting booed? But, but, but why, why, did, why can't he say it? That's what I'm saying. Like, everyone's so annoyed at these comments. Why? Because it's annoying. That's why. Simply to what, that. To hear the truth? Like, I agree. It's not good to hear the truth about yourself sometimes. Maybe say one time. One time on one of these podcasts with a former Eagle, it's tough. Getting booed sucks. But you know what? I wouldn't want to play anywhere else. How about that? One should, time. One time. How about that? He's been here. He's re-signed here. Like, he's tw he tweeted it since then. I, I just the – twi The Twitter doesn't matter. Okay. Twitter question sponsored by Mark – speaking of Twitter not mattering. Twitter question sponsored <laughs> by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers' extensive collection for the perfect gift online, marks-jewelers.com. And for a pair of tickets – to go see Jelly Roll, uh, we're looking for the most annoying Philly athlete or the Philly athlete that bothered you the most. 
Uh, Dan is in California. What's happening, Dan? For you guys, not much. Uh, how you guys doing today? Thank you for having me on the show. What up, Dan? Um, Thanks for calling. I'm gonna in, go man. ahead. I'm gonna agree with Elliot. Uh, he's right. I think they're too harsh on the fan. I'm from California, but my daughter goes to Howard. So when I take her back to school, I catch an Eagles preseason game. Awesome. And then I always try to catch one regular season game in Philly. And being a California guy, when I go to a Dodgers game, and we sit in the pavilion and we get on, we get on the opposing team. In Philly, we get on our own teammates, like our, our own players. It, it, it's wild. Like eh, only so when they're I, playing bad. I mean, for the most part, we are more intimidating for the other teams. I feel like. Okay. But check this out. So free agency's coming. We want players to come here. They're just talking about getting CJ GJ back. He's not yeah. coming back. You hear what he said about the fans, how annoying we were, and how they treat him around the city. You guys, somebody broke and stole his car. Like, if you want people to come play here, we got to, like, relax a little bit, don't you think? Well, so, Dan, I will say. They come here for money, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I do think players ultimately choose the most money. And I don't, I don't want to get lost in this, right? Like, Philadelphia is an awesome place to play at the same time. Like, players that, ch- that, dis- that decide to come here, like Bryce Harper yeah. will use an example, or like Hassan Reddick, right? Hassan Reddick is from here. Hassan Reddick grew up in the area. He knows what fans are like. He elected to come here. So there are so many positives to being an Eagles player. I just think what, what's surprising me about the reaction to the Slate comments is why we're denying it. Why we're saying, like, this is annoying to hear. Like, he's wrong. Like, he's well, not nobody wrong. Nobody wants to hear anything yeah. bad about themselves. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not That's wrong. wrong. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, well, who's I the Philly that. athlete you couldn't stand, Dan? Okay, could I get two? Because one is not going to count. Because the one I couldn't stand was Nate Allen because I was a big Manette fan, pray for him to come to Philly. And then that's who we got, and he was just trash. Other one I can't stand is Shane Victorino because when he played wow. for my daughters, he was terrible. But look at that for you guys in the World Series. So, like I said, I, I can't stand the guy. So oh, man. What, I appreciate the call. Dan. I, I, did, I did not think we would get a Shane Victorino. I don't think uh, Shane today. Victorino is going to be a winner. I, I really No, no. I mean, his logic, I will say, is better than I expected when he initially well, said his it. Logic was, his logic was he's a Dodgers fan. Right, right. I, I think Victorino is probably one of the most popular Phillies of all time. Let me just say this. Dan in California, not a Philly guy. It, Seems it, like it. Yeah, he goes out there, he, the little Dodgers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, we were, we, first off, Dodgers fans don't show up until the third inning, okay? And maybe if you were a little tougher on your baseball team, they wouldn't collapse every single postseason. And I will say, every time I've been to an Eagles game on the West Coast, Eagles fans take whatever stadium that is. Do, yeah, do the fans like do the players like that? Do I'm sure like, they do. Yeah. Do they like when the the whole opposing crowd is is pretty much Eagles fans? I'm is, sure is that they okay? love that. I'm is, sure, yeah, that, that's okay. Yeah, right? that that is okay. Getting yeah. booed when you suck at home—that's where we draw the line. I'm not drawing the line there. I'm saying what Slay and Steven Nelson are talking about is true. Steven Nelson said he literally had to leave because he couldn't handle it. Like it's not for everybody, oh, and no. that's okay. Well, what are we gonna do without Steven Nelson around? <laughs> All right. Oh, well, Steven Nelson had to leave because he couldn't handle it. Good. Okay, you can't handle it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you can't handle it. It's it, it's tough. It really is. Tom's in Vancouver. What's happening, Tom? Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> 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 What's up, Tom? Hey, Elliot. Uh, last time we spoke was with, uh, when Devin was co-hosting, right? Because we yes. kept on getting bumped because of these preseason games. Yes. The, Phillies. the pesky yeah. Phillies, yeah. It yes. is nice pre-season. to have them back, though. Yes, yeah. So on that call, you may remember we were talking about Chris Sims. And mm-hmm. I did my little James imitation of a rant about Chris Sims. At the end of that call, you, uh, when I hung up, you said to Devin, wow, I'm just imagining the other parents on the sideline. <laughs> his son was there for uh, doing tryouts for a football, right? For flag yes. football? Yes. 
So after I hung up, my spouse came over to me and said, Tom, this was really embarrassing. All the parents were looking at you. Even the kids and the coaches that were trying to figure out what's going on. This guy's completely lost it. Look, I mean, you're, you're Tom from Philadelphia now up there. Might as well be. Yeah. Well, I thought I was Chris. I thought I That's was right. Sirianni. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, what do you got on the slate thing, Tom? Yeah, I think that the, the question is actually a little bit of the wrong question because I think Elliot's clearly – I don't see how you could not say it's, it's, he's wrong. Like, it's hard to play in Philly. And I also think the players are a bit, you know, every, I think a lot of people are soft now. Parents have brought their, raised their kids uh, in a large part not very resilient. But radio hosts, here, radio hosts are amen. soft. Yeah, yeah. amen. No, actually, no, you guys are exceptional. Yeah, you've got to have a thick skin to be a, a radio host, that's for sure. The thing is that the, these guys, if, you've got a, if you call yourself big play slay, you're going on podcasts that you know people are listening to and all the rest of it, then you've got to be a little bit smarter. Like, I don't think Jason Kelsey, I don't think Bryce Harper, I don't think a lot of these other players would handle a question like that. You can't just pretend you're having a chat with someone and nobody's listening. You're just, you're just shooting the proverbial... You're shooting you the breeze. Know. You're shooting the breeze. Well, I guess, Tom, to what, to what you're saying is, like, I, I don't disagree that sometimes with athletes, it is not worth taking on the fight. P- picking right? on the fans is it, never going to work. It's not worth Well, but I don't think he's picking on the fans. He's talking about how hard it is and just they're giving their experiences as professional athletes of playing in Philadelphia, right? So to your point, Tom, you're right. If, I, you know, if Slay you know, asked me, Elliot, is this a fight worth fighting? I'd say probably not because you're not going to win it. But we, that, that's different from saying what he's saying is wrong. I agree with you, Elliot. What, he, what I think he needs is to be a little bit smarter in terms of PR training. Like, he's got he's to think before he speaks in a public context like that. And all he has to do is add a little caveat. Yeah, it's really hard to play there. And then, you know, but, you know, but it brings out the best in me or something mm-hmm. like that. You just put a little bit of a spin on it and then yeah, it's Yeah, couch it. Yep. I yeah, agree that's that. right. Was there a Philly athlete you couldn't stand? Well, the most obvious Philly athlete that is just just revolting is Ben Sue. The, the guy's just, I just can't handle that guy. He's, he, if we're talking about soft players, he is a soft player. He's mentally soft, couldn't handle it, made up excuses you are the, all the you time. You turn into the meanest, with, meanest Canadian I've ever heard, Tom. <laughs> you, well, you, you bring it out of me, Jack. Yeah, well, listen, that's what we do. Appreciate the call, Tom. Um, yeah, Ben's got – I'll be curious to see how many of these athletes that annoy us are as accomplished as Ben. What did he accomplish? Well, he won Rookie of the Year. I mean, they won, like, 50-plus games. I'm not – What did he accomplish? I said Rookie of the rookie Year. Of the year. And he was an all-star. Two, yeah, two-time. Defensive team. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not counting the three-time. The three-time. You're not counting it? Yeah, he didn't, right. he didn't play. And Jack's, Jack's personal record book. Exactly twice. right. Okay. He didn't play. I will say is – have we gotten over the Ben thing? I, I'm over the Ben thing. Same. I, I've actually – I'm sort of, sort of starting to feel bad for him. Same. But he does he does find a way to not play all the time. So it's like he Well, does, I mean, his career is over. It's does, a shame. It is a shame. You don't want to see someone's career come to that point, both mentally and physically. That That's clear. But to your point about the Ben thing, like he's been here, what, three or four times? Booed Mercis, booed really hard a oh, bunch of times. Time. One time. No, he's, he's been. Only, he's only booed like loud ones. No, I mean, well, regardless. He's he was, been a smattering. He, he, okay. He's booed every time he touches the ball still. The Sixers haven't won any of those games. They haven't. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of the fans, I will attack the fans for one second. Okay. Pretty poor showing on the, the Doc return. 
I, I, Another I, game where the Sixers got smacked. They got smoked. Yeah. I think it really, really spoke to the apathy that is set in with the Sixers fan. Yeah. Um, where it's like, because I was, I was down there for the Knicks game. and it, Sitting by yourself. At one point, yes. Yeah. I was sitting <laughs> yeah, by myself. Or anyone that might have seen Jack in the stand and said, that couldn't be Jack Fritz sitting by himself. Right. And it was in, in his nicest uh, flannel. The, the nice, the nicest plaid shirt. Yeah. And I want the record to be, to be straight here. Because um, I don't want anyone thinking I could possibly be a loser. Right. Um, I was waiting for people, and they never showed up. Okay. So. That kind of makes it worse. <laughs> it makes it way <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that make you a loser? Well, I was waiting for Ike, okay? You know, I told it was funny because, again, I sat down, and it was just a coincidence. I sat down in front of a, a guy who I went to middle school with, and I don't think I've seen since middle school. Now, were you cool in middle school? Was I personally yeah. cool? No, I wasn't on my cool ascension. So I'm saying he probably wasn't surprised was, to see you sitting by yourself. So he was cool in middle school. And that's honestly what made it worse. Mm, that is, that, that it does make it worse. He was one of the top and dogs. And he was with somebody. He's with his, his family, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's he, pretty cool. He was one of the top dogs in middle school. All I right. probably haven't seen him since middle school. Now and you've become a top dog. No, I, and, and I, I flipped the tables. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. He's still. He's, he's, <laughs> he sounds, well, he's he was sitting good. with people and you weren't, so I don't know. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he was a big dog in middle school. I was kind of a, a working my way up dog in yeah. middle school. I didn't become the big dog until junior year of high school. That's, that's when we figured it out. I can see that. As we go back to the, the high school days. And talk yeah, about, I don't know when I became a big dog. Did, I feel like you, were you a big dog in high school? No. Yeah. I was, I was popular, but I wasn't, like, super popular, <laughs> I would say. People knew who I was. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. I wasn't sitting by myself, but everyone knew me, but they weren't like, let's go hang with him. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying that circumstances caused me to be sitting by myself at the Sixers game. I did not go to the Sixers game alone. Regardless, it was a uh, – the crowd was very much not into it. Yeah. And it feels like – to say morale is down around the Sixers right now, I think, is putting it – And rightfully so. Yes. They're a tough watch right now. They are a brutal watch right now. Like, they keep it close for a little bit. Maxi will compete, and then they just they can't they can't do it. Well, we were talking about this on the latest episode of Clap Your Hands, so available on all your podcast platforms. That I will say, like they are definitely trying hard for sure. I don't think this so is a process, lack of Sixers. effort. So yeah, the process, they just don't have somebody to carry them. Maxi can do it for for stretches and maybe a game once every three or four games. It is so clear. Like I, honestly, I've been on the side sometimes of trade and bead, cash in. The, it is so clear what a difference having a legit superstar makes as opposed to not. Like, they are badly missing Embiid. Let's go to uh, Don in South Philly. What's happening, Don? Yo, what's up, guys? Can you guys hear me okay? We got yeah, you, Yeah, what buddy. up, Don? All right. All right. So, uh, you know, um, for, let's just get the annoying one out of the way. Ben right. Simmons, I hate him. But okay. Andrew Bynum. So I'll throw him in there. Was, was Bynum annoying or disappointing? Technically never even suited up for one of our <laughs> Yeah, teams. that's a good point. No, yeah. he was the worst, though. I mean, he, did the, he did the bowling thing. I that's mean, right. I forgot oh, about the bowling yeah. thing. Yeah. At Buffalo Billards and whatnot. <laughs> but, you know, if I have to name anything, it would be him. Okay. Um, as, as far as, like, yeah, it is tough to play in Philly. You know why? Because it's Philly and we care. Yes. And we hold people accountable. And I'm right. Yeah, I agree with all that. Term. Holding yeah. people accountable. What do you mean holding people accountable? You mean make expecting you to do your job? Like, really? And when you don't, you're not going to hear from it? If I don't do my job at work, I'm going to hear from my boss. I mean, I'm sick of this. Philly is not – I mean, I'm sorry. Philly is not a hard place to play. Oh, it I isn't. completely disagree. Because, well, look, what no. – Don, 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 I think you're making a lot of really good points, right? Like, you're right. It is the passion of the fans that make, that make it – that makes it hard to play here, though. I think that's just where we kind of separate – on agreeing like you were right the fans really really care when when the team's not playing well that's very upsetting and that's why you know 
it's so it gets so tense. But the, the reality is it still turns into a very tense spot. Like, it still turns in. Miller Jack, you were there in game six and seven when the Phillies blew a chance at the World Series. Like, it was very tense in that ballpark, right? It was, it was, it was an ugly scene. And that's just the flip side of the passion. And, and you're right. Okay. I mean, I, I listen. Elliot, I see your point. I really do. But, I mean. And I see I your mean, point, too. I, 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 mean, I agree Reggie with you. I mean, did complain about fans? Jerome Brown, Westbrook. Eric yeah, but it's different Allen. now. It's Leo, different now. It, it's, it's easier it. now. No, I, I think it's harder now. I think it's easier. I think it's harder. I think Definitely it's easier. With social media, it's harder. But yeah. you know what? Mm, you don't have to I be mean, on social media. Grow <laughs> up. Get off so, it, it, social media. It's a lot easier to say anyway. than do. Let's just yeah, let's all be honest I appreciate here, that. Right? It is very, like, look, I think Philly's always been a tough place to play, for sure, because of how passionate the fans have always been. But there weren't always 24-7, multiple channels talking about the NFL. There wasn't even an NFL channel. There wasn't various types of social media where people could rip into you. Like, to your point about staying off, like, to be an eagle and to not see what anyone's saying basically requires not touching any form of media. Like, that, that's very hard to do. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's hard to do. I, I get it, but if, if you're someone that it bothers you, like – First off, you can go take your your millions, and, and it, uh, I would rather have that. So I don't think the money matters here. But it, it should, you know, if if you're making like if I was if I was getting paid three million dollars a year, and all I had to do what was, a steal that would be uh, for you, by the way. By the way, contracts coming up. Here we go. Let's get three million. The bar has been set. Yeah, three million dollars. Yeah. But like, if I'm making three million dollars, or if some of these guys making three hundred million dollars, and the only thing I had to do to, to keep my mind clear is not be on social media then I would not be on social media. I'm calling, I'm calling Bull there. Well, I wouldn't I, be able to I, Well, that's it. what I'm saying. So I know you, right? Like, right. me and you talk a lot about the radio and, like, our jobs and all those things. And you care a lot. So I think even if you made $30 million, you would be looking at what people say. But it would be you, a lot easier. I don't think it would be. The, the money Dude, makes, if you're going to fall back on – like, we put up with this nonsense, we've we got to deal with the backlash for, for, for pennies a little, to a little less than $3 million. For I, pennies. I just don't think money actually – like, money makes their life better. I'm not – Makes just, it easier. Yeah, it makes it – but but it doesn't make ignoring the no, criticism. Listen, listen, there's, still, there's still people. And like, of course, and athletes are human beings. So are media. Are. I would like people to know that. Yeah. Yeah, media are also At human Jack beings. At Jack Fritz, WFA. Yeah. Um, but, but also – but it makes it – it makes it easier. I th- I, for me, it would make it easier to put up with. Like, oh, I'm going to listen to some idiot on Twitter. I'll go cry to my beautiful house. But I think what you're seeing with the Eagles and how he's talked a lot about, and I think Slay qualifies as this, how he's talked a lot about bringing the right people into the building, people that he feels are Eagles, that, that care about football. Nick has talked about, even with Jalen, right? Like, him and Jalen try to talk about other things. But they always come back to football because they care about it so much. I think part of it. I mean, it, come on. That, that answer. They, they, I, I don't think they talk that much. Regardless. Like, yeah, sometimes we talk on topic, our way to the cafeteria. Topic for another day. Yeah. But, like, Darius, like, A.J. Brown, right? A.J. Brown called into WIP because he sees what people say. It's hard for him not to do it. But the reason is because he super cares. Like, so when you say they make $3 million, I just don't think that changes who, how much they care about something and an ability to ignore it. Like, it is hard to be an athlete in Philadelphia because it is relentless. It's everywhere. And when it's positive, it is unbelievable. But on the, as, as positive and as great as it can be on one side, it is equally as negative and tough on the other side when the team is not doing but it. But I also think, I, I think it's an overreaction to a, a couple people on social media. Like, I don't think it's overwhelming. Like, I think Philly has gotten a bit, not, uh, soft is not the right word, 
but it's definitely changed. Like, I don't think it's as cutthroat as it was in the 90s and 2000s. Now you have more ways to voice your, your frustration, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, whether it's whatever, YouTube. But I don't think it's as harsh. TikTok. TikTok. Eh, I'm anti-TikTok. TikTok's the first social media app that I'm like, I'm definitely too old. Can't do it. So my wife will send me like TikTok links. I can't even figure out how to open it. Yeah, send me reels. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'll yes. do the Instagram reels once the TikTok's old. Send Jack the Facebook link in a MySpace one. He'll, uh, he'll get that. I never had a MySpace. I never yeah, had I feel like you were a weird age there. Like it was kind of gone, but it was still popping a little, I so guess. So it was, it was kind of gone. The first one that was really big was, was Facebook for me. Yeah, well, when I got on Facebook, you had to have a college um email address did to get you, on it. Did you have uh, did you ever did you use LimeWire? Of course, yes. LimeWire Lime yeah. was the best. My be- my favorite thing to do on LimeWire is put in some song I liked and just put remix yeah. and see what comes up. Yeah. What was, about Napster? Napster. You in the Napster yeah, phase? Yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, you know nothing about Napster. I know that it existed. I know Elliot would be in that age range. Yeah, isn't it crazy I think we used to have to download a song and like wait for it? Yeah, no. Now it's just man, it's information. <laughs> Anytime you want. It's right there. 215592 9494 is how you get in. It's the afternoon show. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, Jack Fritz. We're live down here at Chickies and Pete's on the Slay discussion. Are we too tough on our on our athletes here? Elliot and I both agree it's a tough place to play. It's a hard place to play. But is it too tough? Is it over the top? Where do you fall on that? Uh, give us a Philly athlete that you couldn't stand for our Jelly Roll tickets, our final chance to win Jelly Roll tickets uh, for the week. Are you a Jelly Roll guy? You know, I think I would be if I listened to him, yeah. but I have not. You're slowly getting into country. To be, I am. You, you put are wearing me on, plaid today. I am. Well, it's honor of you. Okay, if I great. agree, yeah. Yep. You put me on to Zach Bryan. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Um, I've led you down a lot of positive You have. You and, have. And, and this one, you're not leading me the right way, but <laughs> I will say this. I'm not super into trying new music. I like to listen to the songs I, I know, and yep. then I listen to growing up. I know all the words. I can sing along in the car. You're not big on... I feel like you're not a huge change guy. No, I'm in not. General. Yeah, and you don't like going back on things. So you like. Agreed. You're only you're a, you're a new is always better guy. Yeah. <laughs> Very accurate depiction of Thank me. Thank you. But uh, maybe I'll give Jelly Roll a try. He's, he's pretty. I think good. he won an award recently. He's, was, he's nominated. I think he won uh, best new country artist. Oh, I didn't know he was a country guy. Sort of. It's hip hop, as me and Justin in Tennessee would say. Hip hop. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I like that. Uh, on the other side, though, it's a yesterday was a leap year. And I have a big Philly sports-related question off the leap year that we'll get into the mix coming up next. It's the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94, WYP. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show. Jack Fritz, Elliot Shore Parks. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Buy one, get one free snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online, chickiesandpeets.com. So you know how... Like when training camp's about to start, you can just feel football's coming back. Sure. And when, you know, the leaves start to turn, you know, week one is coming. You have that first, uh, that first, it's probably August, where you walk outside and it's a little crisp. Yep, and you're like, all right, football's oh, coming. Oh, man. So walking into Chickies and Pete's today made me miss football. Yeah, I mean, because you, you live here. Exactly. During the football season, I'm here a lot. I just feel like being in here makes me feel like we should be talking about an Eagles game. Well, we're talking about the Eagles. We, oh, yeah, we are talking about the Eagles. So but. don't worry. We're, we're taking care of that one. Yes. Um, but I thought, I thought it was interesting. Um, yesterday, obviously, was leap day. Um, it was. I have a question for you. Sure. If you were born on the 29th, would you rather celebrate your birthday on the 28th or the 1st? Would you pick and choose? Like, do you have so to pick one? 20, if I was turning 21, the 28th. 
Okay, all right. <laughs> to have your first drink, yeah. Right, because I would never drink before 21. Exactly. Yeah. I do love when people, you know, turn 21 and they do the whole joke like, oh, my first drink, look at this, I've never had a shot. Mom, yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I promise. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny every time. Oh, uh, nails it. People nail it. Um, yeah. Did you know what a leap year was before you I did, actually. I saw you guys were confused by this. So it's like an well, accumulation of the extra time or something like that. And I guess, like, you need it because the calendars would flip or something. So my only thing is, and I should preface this by saying, I'm not smart enough to talk about, about this. But why not just make the calendar so it works? <laughs> well, I don't know. Because it wouldn't be a full day. Yeah, I, don't, I guess you But make, we decide what a full day is. Yeah, Buzz. So why don't you make it a 30-hour day is what you're saying, or just adjust it to whatever yeah, it I'm is? Yeah, I'm saying, like, if, if, if we've messed the calendar up to the point that we need to add a day every four years, this seems like a pretty easy adjustment. You'd have to saying? adjust how time is tracked at this point, which seems too late. Well, seems what what is it? And how much how much extra would you need in, in a day? I don't know. Like make it eight. eight you need an extra 24 hours every four years. All right. Well, you can figure that out. How many four years is what? Like almost 1200 days. You can you can figure that out. Are you saying we should eye test the calendar? Yeah, I'm saying if the calendar was messed up a long time ago, maybe we should fix it if, if well, there was the, a result. Imagine if you schooled, if you turned in a school project and you were like, I made a calendar, but every four years well, we have to add an the, extra day. The day Seems is like based, bad math. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. day is based upon the sun going up and down. Yeah, plus, I'm very curious. You know, you, you talk with such confidence back there. You, you seem kind of, when did you turn into nerd? Uh, nerd? <laughs> it's just not that hard to understand. I learned Dude, what a leap day was in elementary school. And also, Dan. Dan I knew what it was in third buzz. grade. You say that you say the day is based off when the sun goes up and down. We decided that. Yes. Right. Well, so we could just well, say like, it gets darker earlier. We could, but then you could have the sun like, didn't. The sun the didn't su dictate. If you made the day longer by like six hours, the sun would start coming up again be, for a second time in the same day. Six, it wouldn't need to be six hours. It would probably need to be like eight minutes or something like that. Here's my here's my problem with the leap year, and th and this is always my problem in school too. Like once people started talking about it so much, I zoned out. Like I, I could tell based like, on based off what you knew about. Like this. I just, I, I don't really care. Like yeah. I, it happens every four years. Well, it sounds like people made the calendar didn't really care either. Yeah, it sounds like they're being. Lazy. <laughs> She's like, let's get this over with. Yeah, it went. Um, but I thought, with the, I thought with it being a leap year yesterday, who in Philly sports is going to take the biggest leap? Oh, look at you. In twenty twenty four, that's that for a radio topic. That's good. And I, I think that there's, um, there's a couple names here. I'm not putting a flyer. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> All right, that's good. What about a union player? Not putting a Quinn union Sullivan? player. Quinn Sullivan? I Quinn Sullivan? Quinn. Every time you tweet about the union, I think an angel loses its wings. <laughs> it's just, it's, I know you're not, you're not the biggest fan. Um, so Jalen Carter. Okay. Is, is Jalen Carter the, the number one seed for people who th that, that people think is going to have the biggest well, lead in 2024? I think it's going to be hard for Jalen Carter to match what he did last year. He kind of fell off by the He end. did at the end, but Jalen Carter's life is going to be a lot more difficult next year without Fletcher Cox next to him. Do you think Fletcher Cox is 100% gone? I did at the end of the season. Being in the locker room the last day, hearing the way the Georgia defensive lineman talked about him, like I think Jordan Davis, and I'm paraphrasing here, essentially said something like, I'm happy Fletcher gets to go off on his own terms. Next year, we're going to have to be the leaders. We're not going to be able to lean on him. I mean, he was talking like he's gone, and his locker was completely cle uh, cleared out. I've never seen it like that, so that felt noteworthy to me. But how he's speaking at the Combine this week said he doesn't ever want to see him play in another uniform, and I don't think Fletcher's ready to retire. So He also said at the end of that that I thought was interesting, he said, um, you know, we like the opportunity to bring them back. You know, yeah. He said, like, I don't, want to see, I don't want to see them wearing another uniform, and we'd like the opportunity, if they want to keep playing, to bring them back, which I thought was notable. What's interesting about Fletcher Cox is it feels like for the last two years when he's been signed in the offseason, it was – well, this is just, you know, extra pay because he's an eagle, how he's too emotional to his guys. 
They've really needed him the last Dude, Fletcher, year, and they really need him next year. Fletcher had one of his best years last year. Yeah. I thought Fletcher was really good. And if Jordan Davis, let's talk about making a leap, I, I just I don't trust Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis is what he is. He's what he is. It's what he was in college. Shouldn't be, though. Shouldn't be. I mean, he's an NFL player. Right. He, he's not a bust to the extent of a Jalen Rager or a Marcus Smith. Like, Jordan Davis will be in the NFL for probably eight to ten years. But I just don't think he is someone – he's not going to make Jalen Carter's life easy because Jalen Carter – they're not going to du- double Jordan Davis next to Jalen Carter. My thing with Jordan Davis is, is it going to be this every year where he comes out, he's in good shape, he's hot at the beginning of the year, and then tapers off by the end? Or is he someone that can – like, because he was – there was talk of benching him for Milton Williams at the end of the year. Yeah, he fell off at the end of the year. Um, now, you know, the whole team did. So it's hard to I know. Sing- I single know. him out. But, no, I, I mean – Look, I said it when they drafted him. I thought he had a good training camp last year and showed some, showed some encouraging signs. But the bottom line is until he can rush the passer, and the Eagles know this, until he can rush the passer, he is not going to be worthy of that pick. Doesn't mean he's not a good player. Doesn't mean he's not helpful on a winning team. But he is not worth the 13th overall pick until he can rush the passer. Nolan Smith. We talk about making a leap in 2024. They're going to need him. I, I mean, Badly. we'll see what happens with, with Hassan Reddick. If they do trade Hassan, um, I'm of the, of the mindset of I, I would still take one at 22. I would take an edge rusher. But also, I, I would go pay a guy, like 100%. But they have to. If they, if they lose Hassan Reddick, you can't count on Nolan Smith to give you that production. And, and my, my fear is, because when Howie talked the other day, he talked about we're going to play the young guys. And I told Nick, we've got to play the young guys. Which of the young guys didn't play last year? I mean, they all played. Jordan. Nolan Smith would be the one. It's the one. He would right? be the one. Because I mean, Keely Ringo played. Like um, now, some of them played due to injury, but your point still stands. They got snaps last year. They literally moved Nolan Smith's position at, some, at one point. They made yeah, him a made linebacker. him a stand-up linebacker. I mean, Keely played. Eli Ricks played. Sidney Brown played. Tyler Steen didn't really play. I think that was more performance because they tried to play him in that one game, and I, I don't think it went so well. Um, they played Camp Jurgens. Yeah, well, he started. He started. Yeah, he's the right guard. Like, yeah. Like, the only when he's talking about playing young guys, the, that just feels like he's talking about Nolan. Nolan Smith. And I do think when they when they traded Derek Barnett and they moved to Matt Patricia, I think the expectation was Nolan would be out on the field. I I actually don't blame the Eagles for this. No, my guess is that that coaching staff now they could be wrong. I'm not going to sit here and defend Matt Patricia, but I think the coaching staff didn't feel Nolan was ready to play. Yeah, and, and for what it's worth, at the end of the year they were like in a must-win situation for the final month. I know, so. and I'm not sure. I I just. His size really worries me. I, I, I think he's small. Now, look, in training camp, I was blown oh, away man. by what you were. I, yeah. you were I was Nolan all Smith in. Up. Nolan Smith looked awesome. Now, the question is, is he just uh, you know, training camp guy in the way that, because to your point, he is undersized. He's super quick. Um, Howie did say at the combine they thought he had a great playoff game for what that's for, you know. What, that was what, awesome. For what yeah. that's worth. But, no, I mean, I've not, given, I've not given up on Nolan Smith. I just think last year the coaching staff did not feel he was good enough to get on the field. My other fear is that. He seems injury prone. I mean, he missed time in in, yeah. in training camp. He carried over into the regular season. Carried over in the regular season. He missed time late, I believe, with an injury. Mm-hmm. He missed a lot of time at Georgia with injuries. Yeah, might just be might just be who he is. Now Dickerson was injury prone coming out, but he he, he stayed relatively healthy. He's a guy that feels like he always comes off for a snap, but he's probably played like you know forty straight games or whatever. For sure. For sure. Um, so that's, that's the main Eagles, like maybe Keeley Ringo, but I don't know what they're going to do at the, line, at, the, at the cornerback position. I'll be interested to see if they give Keeley a real chance to start. because I, I liked him. I like Keeley Ringo. He's a great athlete. I thought he played relatively well last year, considering he was thrown into a really tough situation. And they did trade up for Keeley. Like, they have shown a serious investment in him. So 
I, I would give him a shot to to go in there and start, but if they're going to invest big in a Jalen Johnson as a free agent or if you bring back Slay or, you know, I think they're Keeley needs to make it through to training camp without a big move being made, but I would be okay at least seeing what he has in training camp. Sixers-wise, Maxi I think, already made the leap. He's made the leap. He's made the leap, and now I wonder I wonder what the next step is for Maxi. Well, you know, uh, you, when, you, when you told me during the break, we were, you know, there was a question you had. The first name that really popped to mind for me was Ricky Council. Ricky Council. Yeah, Ricky Council has been awesome. But, look, Ma- Maxi, I think the step, the leap, I should say, he needs to take is he just needs to, he needs to be better being the main guy. I think Maxi, much like Jalen Carter, and more so than Jalen Carter, has proven he is clearly a very good NBA player. He's an elite shooter. He's a streaky scorer. He's been, a, I think, a better passer this year than he's given credit for. A lot of players around him have missed shots. But the team is what are what they are without Embiid, and uh, you know I think like four and twelve or four and seventeen, something like that. You can't be a legit number one max player in the NBA and have your team be four and you know fifteen when, when, when you're the main guy. Like they, he has to be better at carrying the team. I, and and again, like this is where we differ on that. I just don't know if if, if that's him. I, I don't know if he's a carry the team. Yeah, well, that's the leap though. To my point, like that's the leap he has to make. But how many? Like again, like. Even if he traded him out, like what's the best case scenario for Tyrese Maxey? He's Kyrie. No, I think the best case, honestly, is Dame. I mean, if you look at what okay, Dame, well, they, what Dame has done, they don't, they didn't win anything. Like they, they. No, but that's catch. not, da- it's not Dame's fault. I mean, they were. He also had Aldridge though. When he went, when he was at his best, it's when he. Yeah, had but Aldridge. they, they were like a top five, four seed a lot in the West in no, a very I'm tough talk, West. I'm too. talking when he, when he, it was Dame, like it was Dame's show. The last couple of years, they, they were like eight seeds. Nine. Well, okay, I, I agree that the Blazers probably did not reach their potential. But for what it's worth, he was playing at a time when the Warriors were in the West, when the Dame's Rockets a, were really good. But it's not—it's not anti-Dame. It's just how many six-foot-one guards can really carry a basketball team? Like Kyrie can't carry a team when, and, and, when the team isn't. And I don't think Maxi needs to do it for 82 games because he has Joel. Right. I'm just saying when Joel is gone, he needs to be better than he's been. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been okay. <laughs> I, I think he sometimes scores, and I feel I. So I hate when the King, Howard Eskin, says this about Dak Prescott. Empty stats, Dak. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I, I do think Tyree sometimes feels a little bit like an empty stat guy. Sometimes. Yeah. Like this, uh, the, the game against the Knicks where he scored 35. Yeah. Like it was the most empty 35. They were down game. like 17 the whole game, yeah. And when it was close late, he couldn't, you know, make yep. a shot to, to, to bring it close. And for the Phillies, they got three main candidates. I was going to say, I can't imagine how many you have for here. No, I got, I got three main ones. Okay. Uh, Bohmstad and Kirkring. And if I had those three, I think – I think Kirkring's the guy. I'm in that. on Kirkring. Kirkring's going to be good. I, I think. I think last year people are a little too con- concerned about what happened in the Diamondback series, and that's fair. But also, he jumped five levels. So in I, a year. I don't think it's fair. So, I mean, look, I, like he wasn't great against the Diamondbacks, but that was his first trip to the postseason. He was good earlier in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was far more encouraging than disappointing from him. I think there's. I think. I think he's the closer by. Do so you think he is, is, has closer stuff? Yeah, 100%. Right. And he's working on it, not to get too into it, but he's getting a little uh, two-seam action on his Well, basketball. I've seen some videos on Twitter. Oh, uh, it's moving? Some baseballs that look hard to hit. It's moving. Yeah. It's, yeah. Do you think you could square him up? Of course. Of course. Yeah, well, I'd have, yeah. I need some luck. But. Now, now, Bomer, you know, one, one yard the other day, swings yep. looking crisp. I think Stock kind of is what he is. Like, I feel like one of these years he'll hit 300, but he's always going to be 285 to, like, 300 average guy. So let me ask you this. You can probably guess what the question is. But we're talking a lot today about the pressure of being a Philadelphia athlete. Oh, here you we know. go. Why, are there, why is there no pressure on the Phillies I think, I think, ever? I think pressure is ramping up on the Phillies. Is it? I think people are getting there. Oh, I'm curious to see. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think people are getting there. Because if the Eagles got no hit in the World Series to blow it, 
and then blew two games at home with a chance to go to, you know, the Super Bowl, they would never live it down. Sure. They matter more. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, that's what I'm curious to see if we're going to start treating the Phillies like they're a big league club and not just, you I know, think, a, think, a fun-go-lucky team that dances. Well, they the are. They're, they're the greatest. But um, I, I think this is the year. So where, then should they be expected to win the division? I think, I think they should be competitive in the division. Why? Why, like, well, why not expect it? They have a higher payroll than the Braves. They've beaten the Braves twice in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So why not expect it? We, you, we, we you, wouldn't, can, you can expect it. But we wouldn't just say with the Eagles, well, the Cowboys are pretty good. Like, no one would say that, right? The expectation would be, well, then Howie has to put together a better roster. Then Jalen has to play better. Then Nick's not the head coach we think. But with the Phillies, for some reason, we're just like, well, the Braves are good. Well, yeah, because, so much for that. Because, so it's funny. Can't wait till the postseason. We did a Twitter poll yesterday. said, is it a big deal if for the Phillies to win the division? Is it a big deal? Yeah. And if you had to guess, what are the what are, what are the Was poll it a results? Yes or no? I'm guessing. Yes. Um, I'm guessing 57 percent. Yes. It was 50-50. Wow. So, <laughs> Imagine putting for the Eagles. Is it a big deal if they win the division? Listen, if the Eagles had, had not won the division the last two years and then beat the Cowboys to go further than in the postseason, eh. that's the leap that the Phillies need to take. Forget the individual players. Their leap they need to take is actually like playing with real expectations think, to win. I think that's here. I, I'm, I'm I excited to see. I think you're starting to get your your wish. I, I hope so. Yeah, uh, holding the Phillies accountable, Mister. Uh, Boo them. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> this is not a surprise, but look who's on the line. The future host oh. of the afternoon show, Spike Eskin. Hello, Spike. You think I was going to let Howard Shore Parks over there get oh, away? Oh, here with we this? go. Oh, what up, man? <laughs> well, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. At the I was listening the first 20 minutes of the show, ready to jump out of the window of my car listening mm. to you. All right. Thanks for saying I'm doing a good job. I love you. You're always doing a good job. Thank you. You are, I, you are excellent. I'm a, an Elliott Shore Parks fan and a defender. However, yes. you are wrong here for okay. two reasons. You're, you're, you're very wrong with, on the slay thing. Two, two main reasons. First of all, you, you're missing... On, actually, on both of these, you're missing the context of all of this. First part of the context is he is whining. He is not just tell, being a truth teller and saying what it's really like. It, it's not some clip where he's, he's being honest and heartfelt. He is whining about getting booed this year because they collapsed. That's I it. disagree with That's that, what but continue. And, I... and for you to say that he's not talking about social media is wrong. He's obviously talking about both. He's not just talking about the crowd in, in there because there are simply not enough moments during the season where they're getting booed hard where it's worth complaining about. So the first okay. of all is he's whining. and, and So he's not whining, whining number like, one. You know, I'm, yes, you, you, yes, no, yes. how is he whining? Listen to him. I watched like, it multiple like his, times. His I've heard it. His entire vibe, Elliot, his, enta- his entire vibe is not my fault, not my fault, not my fault. That's it. That's what he does. So what he's doing here is talking about what, the reason that he does not perform. The second thing is, is that just because something is true doesn't mean it's right to say it. You're married, right? Yes. If your wife didn't look good one day, didn't look good as she, nor- as I can't she normally even imagine. does, yeah. right? w- would you say, you know what? 
you look good some days, but today you don't look. That I just good. I don't think that's a Wouldn't fair. Ca- I don't that? think, but no, I don't think that's a fair comparison, of right? So it, it is the wrong time, the wrong place, and the wrong person to say those. But why? But that, why? Like he's giving his I, perspective. I but he's giving why. no, no. But he's giving his perspective on what it's like to play in Philadelphia, right? We can't do the whole that you know this is the most passionate fan base in the world, and look at it like you. The bad comes with that. So whenever players bring it up, we're always like, well, I wouldn't say that. Why? Why? Be, be like when you're not saying it's wrong. You're just saying you shouldn't say it. Yes, there's there's plenty of things that you shouldn't say, and I did say he was wrong. He is wrong. He, he's not he, wrong because 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 it, what he's doing is he's not giving the full picture of what it's like. He is purposely making it sound bad. That like I, I can't believe you don't see this. So you're, you're saying he's not giving the full picture in your opinion. I think he is giving a large perception of what he feels like it's play, what it like what it is like to play in Philadelphia. You don't think it's hard to be an Eagle? Because the, the the truth is is that you can't have this dreamland like St. Louis baseball where everybody cheers when it's good and when it's not, we're like, you know what? We better get them next time. This, this is what it's like. This is, so, and the money is part of it. it the money is not part of it, in it my is opinion. Part of it. I, I, I don't think you money changed. Yeah, go ahead. But because, because the reason that he makes what he does is because this is a much bigger deal than it, than it, would, than it was 25 or 30 years ago. It's harder. So right, but the, but the income. Are you once again saying that you're responsible <laughs> yeah, for, you're for talking, athletes no, making money? You're talking about saying, your dad. But, I'm, just but, saying, I'm just saying it, it comes along with. No, it. no, but but, but I get this. your point. He makes more money, but I just and look, I've never made three million dollars a year, so I, I guess I can't speak on it. But I just don't think more money changes like your everyday life in the way of like how you perceive, how you think people feel about you. You were right that when you have more money, your life is easier. Of course, he doesn't have the stresses that we have to deal with. But what he does have to deal with that is regardless of his income is playing in a city where it is extremely hard. And there's a lot of criticism that goes with it. But, but, you, but again, there's also a lot of praise. Like there is, but there that we have, but, but we can't just ignore. I I agree with you on this, but I feel like whenever we talk about the praise, like we're okay athletes talking about that, but whenever they talk about the negative, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. let's not go there. Well, like but they, what you should not do what you should not do is have the, the the biggest collapse in the history of the franchise, and then come out and talk about how the fans are bad. It's just it's bad form. It's stupid. And then he's going to go and complain about what the media is saying or what people are saying now. Like, it's this endless cycle of whining. Like, I just don't want to hear... But I, th- I, think, I think we're just viewing it as whining because we don't want to hear it, right? Like, I, no! like his, his tone wasn't whining. whining. Because it's whining. Of course it was whining. How is he whining? He's talking... He's talking about... We got coming out of the tunnel, about, true, by the way. Okay, all right. He's talking about what it's like to be an eagle. That, that is what he is talking about. And, and I'll ask you, right? Like, you've, you've been in the city and been in the media longer than I have. Like, don't you agree that being a Philadelphia Eagle is extremely hard? No. You know what? what? Wait, if, okay. If, if, playing football is hard. That, that's but being, but you're, not you're playing for the, the Jaguars isn't hard. Being a Carolina Panther isn't yes, super. But playing for the Jaguars is also not rewarding. Yes, like, the, yes that, but, but the you're ignoring the negative part. You <laughs> are right. Me, is that, it hard to be on WIP? Of course it's hard to be on WIP. Okay. Would, would well, you leave. want to go on the air and talk about how hard it is to be on WIP? Well, you obviously didn't hear the second segment when me and Jack talked about the thick skin it takes. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, why? Yeah. <laughs> but but you, are, you are right. That, it, look, you are right that I think being a Philadelphia Eagle is better than being a Jacksonville Jaguar. It's better than being a Carolina Panther. Do you want the fans to change? No, I'm not asking them to change. But but, but well, we, so bad. But, but why, we, why aren't you? But we can't change? ignore that it is very hard to be an eagle because of the pressure that comes with it. Not everyone can just play for the Eagles. 
things that are rewarding are also hard. Yes, but that doesn't mean they're not That's hard. That's how it that... works. That's yes. how it works. I agree with you on this, but we're, we're basically saying to Slay, you're wrong. We don't treat you poorly. Like, we're not negative. That's not true. But I'm not saying we're not negative. I'm saying that, that just because you're being honest about something doesn't mean it's the right thing to say. That's it. But like, that's a different discussion. We're not, dis we're not discussing whether or not he should have said it. We're talking about what he said. I agree. If I'm Slay, and you know, he clearly is someone, I guess, that sees what the media says, it's probably not worth taking this battle on. But he has said it. And what he has said is that for him and Steven Nelson, who whatever Jack wants to say about him not being a real Eagle, he did, Eagle. he did play here a year. They're telling us that it is very hard to play for the Eagles. But, all right. So what do you, what do you want the result of that to be? Well, maybe a standing ovation. Okay. No, look, I'm not saying it's going to change, all right? And I'm not even saying I want it to change. But it we shouldn't could, we, change. But we it, should it, acknowledge it makes it harder. It just does. Like, that doesn't no, mean it. But, 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 but you, you're, you're ignoring the fact that it also provides motivation and it also provides uh, opportunity and it also provides reward. The fact that it is harder because it is better is, is, is one thing. You can't separate those things. You can't just say it's only harder. So, but frankly, I don't think I am separating. I think you guys are separating. No, I'm acknowledging spoils, both sides. The spoils are better. Everything is better because it is harder. That, I 100% like, agree with that. But the the, well, but the that's heart. Not what he said. But that's not what he said, Elliot. You but what he did say was what, what him what him and Stephen Nelson talked about was that it is hard who, to play here. The other guy. Steven, Steven Nelson. Nelson, former Eagle great. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spike, are you excited to do this every Tuesday with Tuesdays with Elliot? Oh, my God. Tuesdays like, 3 to 4. Yeah. It's a very, very well, anticipated segment. I, look, arguing with Elliot is like swinging a bat with the donut on it or whatever. <laughs> like, it makes arguing with everybody else way easier. Well, so, I'll say this. Every once in a while, you luck into a home run with that bat. So maybe you'll be, uh, <laughs> you'll be able to do it one day. All right, Spike. Have a good weekend, Good to buddy. hear from you. All right, guys. See you. There he goes. Uh, all right, I would like excited to, for him to come down. I would like to go through the, to a, a real media market, right? Exactly, a tough media market. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have this discussion in New York. How hard it is to play there yeah, because they all suck. Yeah, well, and also it's not hard to play there. Like they have like twelve so teams. They yeah. they do. Yeah, no one's held accountable in New York. I agree. Even, even Yankees fans have gone soft because no one holds them accountable like you do because they can't afford the tickets. You know, I I get a bum rap with the Phils. I hold the Phils very accountable. I just very much look forward to them. Um, <laughs> don't care if they win or lose. <laughs> I do care if they win or lose. I, you saw me in those playoff. You're games. right. Yeah, you were. You watching you at a playoff game was a sight to see. Thank you. It's like very like, like off to yourself pacing. The, the the whole Phillies thing is about as it's about as authentic as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw you sit by yourself a lot after game six and seven. Thank you. Uh, I would like to go through uh, uh, big play Nelson's games. Here. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It if does he's a matter. Good it does. Matter. It doesn't matter because twenty twenty one. Like who cared about the Eagles at the beginning of that year? They had no expectations. They're coming off a four win season. So the Niners game didn't matter. Like, it was early okay. in the season. I'm excited to hear you just diminish all this. <laughs> well, like, like who, was, who was booing the crap out of Steven Nelson? Was it the Niners game, the first home game they'd had in, like, a year? Yeah. Okay, so you're telling me there wasn't a good crowd? I don't think that. Do you they, remember? They weren't even competitive in that game. Do you they remember? scored, like, what, three points or something? Do you, remember, do you remember how many Niners fans were there? There was a lot of Niners fans. By the way, it was 17 to 11. So. Yeah, but I think they scored a lot late. Um. I don't think I don't think there was a visceral reaction to the Eagles in the Niners game because I think expectations were so low heading into that year. I don't think people were expecting them to beat the Niners. Well, they were one and zero, and it was again the first home game since COVID. So, and, and do you remember? Do you remember Nick tried the Philly special? I, you know, so sometimes I have a dream that I'm still like taking the same class. The 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 Nick Sirianni running the Philly special. I can never decide to myself did it really happen or not. It happened. I it's. 
Yeah, I don't remember it. Like, I remember it enough, but. The, the Chiefs game here, maybe. Maybe you got a little bit. Maybe got, I mean, that was when. Yeah, the defense gave up like 30, 30 41 points. Yeah. 41 points. Tyreek Hill burned them yeah, late. Yeah, wide open. But, like, uh, you know, the, 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 the Bucks game, that was Brady. It was 28-22. That's when, uh, is that when um, uh, Jannard Avery hit, hit Brady late? Yes. Running out of bounds? And that was a game where I think they were down big and maybe made a comeback late. They, like, they never really had a real chance Dude, to remember, win Dude, remember? Yeah, because Brady was, like, surgical in the first yeah. half. Yeah. It was a rough day for Gannon's defense. Yeah, once again, a, a good quarterback. Couldn't beat him. <laughs> uh, the Chargers game here was close late. Like, that was a good game. That was a game I think Sirianni got flowers thrown at him, right? I thought that was... That was after, uh, or was it in Vegas? I think it was in Vegas. Okay, yeah. I think it was in Vegas. Um... Like the, again, the Saints game here, they won. But I don't, but I don't get what you're what you're saying. Like, like, are, they, like are you I, saying Stephen Nelson is? I'm saying is, is, what was so bad about the 2021 Eagles? Like they started winning by the end. He of the year. He told you that is for his own mental health. He felt he had to leave. I just that was not. But the 2021 Eagles were a low expectation football team coming off a four win season. So I just think you're misremembering that season. That season was ugly. Like when they at when the they be, fell to at two the, at the but, beginning. Yes. And they, well, they, once they, they started winning, I agree it was not as ugly. Right. Like I, just, I just don't know what, like Steve. I don't know what Stephen Nelson's talking about. He's talking about that when he was here in Philadelphia, the pressure of being an Eagle was extremely hard. He even said it's not for anybody. And for what it's what worth, what was the pressure he, on the 2021 Eagles? Dude, we were talking about firing Sirianni when they were two and five. We were talking about Still how they needed. <laughs> okay. But the point I'm making is, I think you're you're misremembering the pressure on that season. There, I remember, I think it, that was the year they played. I'm misremembering that the, the yes. pressure on that team. Yes. What was the pressure on the? They Wasn't that the year they? I I remember doing the pregame show before their their game in Detroit against the Lions, and Glenn asking me if they lose this game, who gets fired? We were talking about firing Howie. We were talking about firing Nick. We were saying Jalen's not. They didn't the play answer. the Lions in 2021. 2021. I don't. I don't think oh, they're right the about lines. that. Yeah, <laughs> that was when they turned the season around. Well, they lost forty-four to six. No, they won forty-four to six. That that was when they turned the season around. Man, that was did. after the Raiders game. Yeah, and then so, after, after that, everything was fine. Yes, Stephen but, Nelson. But you're what are making you, what are you point. complaining about? What he's saying is that when when things were ugly early on, the pr- the ugliness of losing in Philly is way worse than it is in other places. And he's played in a bunch of – he played the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. Steelers. Uh, the Texans, but that was after Philly. But for what it's worth, he's doing this interview now. Like, he's played in a bunch, a bunch so of So he played teams. in Kansas City, Pittsburgh, here in Houston. Okay, so Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Houston's not a real fan base. But Kansas City and, and Pittsburgh are. Yeah, yeah and he's, he's saying that losing here in Philadelphia is way tougher than in his other places. Now, I'm sure winning is way better, but the whole point they are making is the pressure to win here uh, to, when you lose here is very ugly. Sorry to hear it. I'm really sorry to hear that. It's, it's, it doesn't matter if you're sorry to hear it or not. It's the reality. They're telling you the truth. And you know what? Steven Nelson has it one squat. Okay. Because if you can't win here, you can't win anywhere. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. It's the afternoon show. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Pete's signature menu items. Pre-game, in-game, or post-game, Chickies and Pete's. Dot com. Elliot, could the Eagles be trading Hassan Reddick in the division? Ooh. Don't miss that story next. We'll get back to your phone calls and give us the your most annoying Philly athlete for a chance to win the Jelly Roll tickets. We'll take the best answer at the end of the show. 215-592-9494. It's the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Elliot Shore Parks. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. 
Buy one, get one free snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online, chickiesandpeas.com. Tell you what, some of these returns have not been uh, making our best and brightest here look the best. No. You know, I mean, like yeah. the whole the whole Jolly uh, versus Chilio. It was intro. unbelievable radio. <laughs> the intro was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Jolly... Jolly took a little, couple personal shots. Which he did. When we are, we're in the throes of a debate. Sometimes Things get heated. Sometimes they come out. Me and Spike kept it cordial. Like, like, like I would expect. Yeah. Two, two, two yeah. gentlemen. Yes. Two gentlemen. Um, Jolly versus Gilio. You know, Gilio coming out. You know, being very strong. You know, so I think I think he boxed Jolly into a corner at a moment. <laughs> I love this is like a post game show. But Jolly boxed his way out of it. He did. Jolly, Jolly is uh, you know, he's tough. He's uh, slithery. Whatever. Now, now, Buzz, you are a Jolly enthusiast. Oh, absolutely. How would you grade? How would you grade Jolly versus Gilio? I'm with Gilio on this. I'm, I'm giving the points to Gilio. I don't think Jolly. I didn't, really... I didn't hear many great points by Jolly. I, I heard more. I was passion. hoping he'd land more of a punch. I, I agree. I expected. I I expected more out of Jolly. Well, what, what Gilio did, which is just classic good debating, he took Jolly's points and just kind of twisted them just enough, you know, with like basically saying, "Well, Jolly thinks that Kelsey's above the Eagles." Wasn't well, really what Jolly was saying. Would you say that Gilio is a master at debating? Yes. Easy there. Yeah, I know. You should see the smile on his face here when he said that. <laughs> Sixth grade called. Wants its yeah. joke back. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It really did. It really did. But um, we'll go back to the phones here in one second. But according to Mike Fisher, who has covered the Cowboys for a while, he said that they are very interested in, in trading for Hassan Reddick. Now, my question to you, Elliot, is, is this classic agent buzz a big name to get the Eagles to bite here? Or do you think it's real? It does feel like a chess move, right, uh, to, to put pressure the on the Eagles. It, What's yeah. the one team where everyone would care a lot if Hassan went there? Um, but if it is true, they absolutely cannot trade Hassan Reddick to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it would, it would make them a monster. I, I mean, you talk about Demarcus Lawrence, him, and Michael Parsons. It's going to be really hard for the there's Eagles. No way, yeah. By the way, I, I think there's no way the Cowboys can do it. They're going to have to pay. They're, they're going to have to extend Michael Parsons this offseason. Well, He's, the salary cap isn't real. They can do it if they want. They, I just don't know if they're smart enough to do it. Well. Like the Eagles could do it. Well, Dak's looking for $60 million a year. Um, Mike is going to get $200 million and they have to pay CD. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I'm saying you can always make the cap work. Sure, you, but yeah. your team's going to suck. I mean, if it's, if it's just those guys. The, the issue with the Cowboys is they are a team that we all agree, come playoff time, don't have to worry about them, right? Choke artists. Oh, man. But they are also a team that feels like it wins 11 or 12 games every year. So it's a tough team to have in your division. And if you're the Eagles, and let's just say it's true and the Cowboys have genuine interest in trading for Hassan Reddick, you absolutely 100% cannot trade Hassan Reddick to the Dallas Cowboys. If they trade Reddick to the Cowboys, we can kiss the division goodbye. There is no shot they're winning the division if the Cowboys have Hassan Reddick. Pass protection was not great last year to begin with. I think there were times where they had communication issues. They were obviously not great against the Blitz. You add Reddick to that Dallas Cowboys pass rush, they won't even have to Blitz. They'll, 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 they will get pressure yes. on Jalen Hurts. So I don't care if it's a first-round pick. I don't care what it is. Unless it's Micah Parsons, I am not trading Hassan Reddick to the Cowboys. And to take it a step further, I really don't think they should trade Hassan Reddick. I think losing Reddick would be a massive loss for well, this team. Well, it, it depends on if you're – like, I would be fine trading Son Reddick, but I want to replace him with – I want to pay for another ad drive. Well, like, to that point, yes. If you're going to let Reddick walk and then you give Josh Allen, uh, not obviously the Bills quarterback, the other one, uh, money. Would love, would love the Bills quarterback here. but Yeah, that would, it would be good. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I, look, if you find a better player than Redick, but you could do both. Like, you don't, it doesn't have to be Redick or somebody else. You could have them both. Yeah, but then you're, I mean, you are harming, I think, other portions of your team. I mean, not to get, I, I, not I to get super cap nerdy with this. Well, I'm ready to get cap nerdy. Huh? But, but I think it'd be hard to say you could pay him $25 million a year and also get another edge rusher for $25 million a year. You could. You would, it's just for your cap space in the future, would, would, you would have to eat into that. But you Sh could do it. Sure. Okay. Um, but I'm okay trading if, if, if they can go out. Like, we talked about this with the leap stuff. To bank on Nolan Smith, I think, would be a, a huge mistake. Agreed. To, to, to bank on he's going to break out. And I understand you gotta you got to play him because he's one of your first-round picks. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with him being in the rotation. But to, to, to expect this huge breakout for Nolan so, Smith, I think, is a mistake. I agree that Nolan Smith has to play to get better, right? Like, that's how you develop. I thought a really interesting point Sam Hinkie made when he was here during the process era was the thing that's the most valuable in sports is reps. It's time on the NBA court. It snaps in the NFL. It's at-bats in baseball. It shifts in hockey, right? Like, nice. Thank you. Get, getting guys' time playing is really important. But the Eagles are not the process sixers. If Nolan Smith is going to play next year, it should be because he has earned his playing time. I'm not just putting Nolan Smith out there just because they have to develop him. The Eagles are not a rebuilding team. They're not a developmental squad. The Eagles are a team that should be aspiring to win the Super Bowl next year. So I, w I, like, I would play Nolan Smith if, in practice, he, he earns those reps. Um, after leaving the Combine... Do you think it's more likely or less likely that Hassan Reddick is an eagle? Man, it's a tough question because it really depends on the market outside of Philadelphia. The, the vibe I got was that the Eagles are waiting to, to, to hear what offer he has financially. I mean, there's a, a, a real world where Hassan gets an offer and the Eagles go, okay, we'll match that, and then he's here. There's also a world where the offer is not what the Eagles want to pay, but that team is not going to give the Eagles enough to make a trade. So if I had to pick, I would say – 60% he's here, but I do truly believe it's 50-50. It's not like, the, I mean, I'm sorry. I think it's a toss-up. The Cowboys thing is not the same because the players are not the same. It feels so uh, Paul Reed and the, the yeah. Jazz and Danny Ainge sticking <laughs> to the 6 Way better, last time. but yeah. He's, he's way better. But like, well, that's an interesting thing because, I mean, if the Cowboys want to get silly with the money or, or Washington or something like that, I mean, it is a chance. You're, you're getting almost double your, 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 your dollar here. You're not only improving your team, you're, you're hurting the Eagles substantially. Right. right. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. The, 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 how Howie answered your question was very Howie kind of speak. Yeah. I didn't really take much from it. Uh, not saying the question was bad. Thank you. It's just it's, – the, the, I will give – I thought the more honest one was when Zangaro followed It was a great question by Dave. With what's the – because it honestly stumped Howie. I thought. I, I've never seen Howie <laughs> stumped. Like, and he didn't look stumped, but you could just tell he was like, I don't know how to answer this. Because I, he, I don't think the best case scenario. But the I, fact that he didn't answer it with. It was a bet. Yeah, he said honesty, the, which was the, a non-answer. The fact that he didn't say the best case scenario is that Hassan Reddick is an eagle. I wonder if the Eagles want Hassan Reddick back. Like, that's, that's kind of where. I I'm, think they want Hassan. I think it just depends on the price. Like, he's $14 million right now. If Hassan was just going to come play on a one-year $14 million deal, Hassan would be here. They'd be happy. Yeah, I, I, so I don't think it's about the player. I don't think it's about the person. I think this is strictly money. Would you rather, would you rather have a second-round pick or Hassan back on, a, on the one-year $14 million? I would much, much, much rather have Hassan Reddick. Yes, he'd rather have a second-round pick. But, 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 but why? Hassan makes them way better than the second-round pick. Because it's one year. It's one year. Yeah, but they have a chance to win the Super Bowl next year. Or at least they, they should be competing. Sure. Son Reddick doesn't change that. I mean, he was. Son Reddick's their best defensive player. I'm going and signing someone else and drafting someone. All right, well, if, if, the I, main, if I can get a second round pick, uh, yeah, I'm good.
good. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. 215-592-9494 to get in the Twitter question. Sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for bridal party gifts. Uh, Shop Mark's Jewelers. Extensive collection uh, for the perfect gift. Online, marks-jewelers.com. A lot of replies here, Elliot, on uh, the Philly athlete you think takes the biggest leap. Interesting. Um... And it's funny. You want to read one of them? With the, Sixer, with the Sixers, every answer is Ricky Council. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he's one of the most, the, one of the biggest reasons to be excited, like, to watch the team right now. He is a reason to watch. Because outside team. of Maxi, who is fun to watch for what it's worth? Like, I think really since Iverson, the most fun guard the Sixers have had. But people know what to expect. What about Andre Miller? <laughs> Andre Miller, professional, James Harden. professional basketball yeah. player. Um, but, I mean, look, Maxi, we know what he is. Ricky Council is the first player they've had in a while, I think, that has, like, legit upside as a rookie who's a, what's the last rookie they like it would be maxi but ben jaden springer but like he M- never really Embiid, Embiid yeah ja yeah mcw ricky council steel steel undrafted steel kenny's in the dirty 30 what's happening kenny guys you are excellent reporters you're excellent radio hosts not a reporter you, know, you you well elliot is you're a radio yeah, host. thank you jack yeah um, yeah, thank you, Kenny. I but, appreciate it. But what you are not is scientists. That is not even true. close, Kenny. Yeah. Not even yes. close. You've been driving me crazy with this calendar thing. Elliot, it wasn't just made up. It, it has to do with the time it takes the Earth to circle the sun. No, I get and that. The, but, but I feel like there has to be a way where we don't need a leap year every four years. Well, there would have been if you were Julius Caesar, you know, 2,000 years ago. But that horse left the barn. Are you sure Julius Caesar is a real guy? But, but also, and again, you've, you've admitted I'm not a scientist, but we could just decide how many days are in a year for the, for the, for the time this Earth goes around the sun. Well, there's a lot of things we could decide, but it's right. just the way it is, bud. Well, we decided everything in a way. Yeah, well, it just... Let's get to Darius. Let's, let's get to <laughs> yeah. the Darius. Yeah. Let's get to the Let's get to more fun things. Let's Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. So... It, I, I always when 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 I hear players complain complain about fans and such, you know, they, you got to understand these guys make a living playing sports. They don't make a living uh, designing physics uh, experiments and rocket scientists. Some of them aren't the brightest bulbs in the chandelier, and I, I just, I'm just being honest here. And some I don't think they don't think things all the way through, like most of us who call this station. And they, too, are humans that spout off, and sometimes when they're with their buddies, they forget they're on the air. And it's very easy to say stuff that maybe if they would have looked back and thought about what they said, they didn't mean it. I know for a fact that they would much rather be a professional athlete making millions and millions of dollars and hear an occasional boo than be working at Walmart. So, well, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's, I, I, obviously, yeah. I agree with yeah, that. So but, Kenny, I mean, I, look, Kenny, you're just really quick. I mean, you are one of, like, the face of Philly fans. Like, you are, you are WIP. Like, you know that it is very hard. It's different. Like, we, 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 we can't puff our chests out and say, we're the most passionate fan base. Look at the crowds. And then not acknowledge think, that the do, flip side do of that is more, very... Do you think it's more great to be a Philadelphia Eagle or hard to be a Philadelphia Eagle? Well, Are you asking me or Kenny? You. I, I, I think um, I know Kenny's answer. Kenny is, I think it's great to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Man, that's a tough question. Um, because I agree with you. I agree it's hard to be an Eagle, but I also think it's great to be an Eagle. Yeah, I, I guess I would say great. There's some, guys, there's some guys that can't, that obviously can't handle it. And, and listen, Slay's been here. It's just I'm surprised he's here and he's still he – doesn't, he doesn't really warm himself up to the fans. Like, it's, it's – I would have liked to – again, I would have liked to heard in that clip, yeah, it's tough. 
we get booed coming off the field. But like it makes it makes me better. I like mm-hmm. like I, it, that would have been That's nice it. rather than it feels like it's always the fans, fans, fans. That's what I was going to get to, Jack. Is that's all you got to do is add that caveat that I will wouldn't want to play anywhere else because they're there and we know they care. Because the boo booing is caring, ladies and gentlemen. When you boo, that means you actually give a rat. You know what? And I'm, they'd much rather hear boos than nothing. Well, that, to they'd me, rest, but though, yeah. to me, to me, it sounds like you guys are saying he's correct. You just wish he would have said something nice on the way out. That's exactly it. I'm the first one to admit I am the loudest okay. booer right. there is, okay. and we are rough as hell. I'm, a, now, I'm very pro to... boo, by the way. There's been a, there's yeah. been an attack on the boo. I think the boo. Oh, I wonder why, Jack. The, the boo is great. <laughs> I wonder why the boo. The stock is down on the boo. So we need to get the stock back up on the boo, Kenny. Uh, who's a Philly athlete you couldn't stand, Kenny? Very quick story that goes with it. It's Derek Coleman. I, I have a basketball in my trophy case here, signed by Derek oh, Coleman. When I bought it, it was this is an NBA you know, basketball. They're like $100. I bought it for $20 because his name was on it. He devalued that ball $80. That's how <laughs> much he reviled in this city. He, and he, he, I, he I falls the into the, the failed number two Iversons. The guys yeah. on him, yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Wave down All right, Kenny. Appreciate it, buddy. Good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you, Kenny. Talk to you. Um, have you ever booed a sporting event? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Who who'd you boo? Do you remember what your boo situation was? I mean, when I was younger, I went to Sixers playoff games with my dad all the time. Booing, yeah, your, your little head off. Booing my little head off. Yeah, with my mushroom blonde, my mushroom haircut. I'm sure they were hair. I'm sure yeah. they were terrified. Yeah, yeah, they were very intimidated. Yeah. Like, this is why it's so hard to be a Sixer. Uh, well, yeah. no, it's why it's so hard to come in here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, my most proud boo. You know, I think yeah. I think it's a fair way to rank it. And would you quantify this as being too tough? Uh, the Adam Eaton getting his World Series ring. Ah, oh, it seems mean. I was the, one of the most proud boos of my life. Why? Let the guy get his ring. Never. Didn't deserve it. I think that the fans deserve that ring more than more than Adam Eaton. Stole, well, I don't disagree money. with you on that. But stole money here. They should give rings out to fans. <laughs> sure. Like, sure. <laughs> I don't know how they do. How, it, how would you? How would you broker that? Oh, maybe if you've been a season ticket holder for 10 years, you get a ring. Do you think Howard deserved a ring? For when of course. The, when the Eagles won the Super I don't know if you know this, but he, I think he covered the Super Bowl on a broken leg. He did. Yeah. I always say that How, Howard got that ring and deserved that ring because of the press conference in Cincinnati in 2016. He the season around. When he held Doug accountable. That's right. And Doug held his players accountable. Howard turned it around. I mean, you were there for that moment. It was, I was there, It was yeah. a watershed moment it was, for the yes. franchise. Yeah. I mean, Howard's not the GOAT for, for no reason. <laughs> doesn't get talked about enough. No, he doesn't, yeah, Howard doesn't get talked about enough. Agreed. Uh, um, and the other bill, and it was, it was a former Philly, but he came back. I, I, own, I own real estate in Chad Qualls' head. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure. I don't I, think there's a lot for, uh, for sale in there. I was, I was, me and my friend were so relentless pregame that his, his, his teammates were like, keep going. Keep oh, going. Really? And Chad was like, you know, being a, a bit dorky about it. Remember the Philadelphia kicks? Of, of course. Yeah. So I remember I was. Bring bo- them back. I was booing. I forget who it was, but Peter Pappas turned around. And I swear on my life, Elliot, stop it. Stop. There's no way. I, I swear on my life. He turned around and said, Elliot, stop it. <laughs> now, I'm not sure who Peter Pappas is. He was the goalie. He was the goalie? Yeah, for the kicks. Nice. I think. That's lacrosse. No, yeah, that, that's lacrosse. I'm trying to think. The so, soul is the arena of football. So s- the camera was the soul broadcaster. Was he? I didn't yeah. know that. It was, that's the, funny. It was the play-by-play guy. Oh, is that why him and Jaws are boys? <laughs> for the soul. Yeah. And I think I think Marks was the uh, the in arena announcer for the for the wings. So when are we getting off? I don't think I have in arena announcer voice. Well, I certainly don't. Yeah, you don't. No, not Seltzer? at all. Seltzer? 
<laughs> no, no. Seltzer has a beautiful voice for many things. I don't know if in, in arena announcing. But he can get he can get deep though. Like he can do his like his deep Seltzer voice. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe uh, maybe Seltzer does have an in arena voice. But we're gonna do fake voices and anyone can do it. Sure. Uh, Becky. Hey, how you, how you guys doing today? Uh, I hope you let me talk long enough to um, get my point in, and then you know do my person to win the tickets. But um, I just want to tell you, Jack, you are like dead wrong. Okay, Poor gonna... timing. She has to speak in a I know, and then immediately we lost her. <laughs> Becky, are you there? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Can sorry about that, Becky. That's our fault. Yes. Oh, that's right. Um, I, I hope you um, let me talk long enough to get my point in, and then let me um, do a, a pick for the tickets. But um, so, Jack, I think you're you're yeah, dead, dead wrong, um, Elliot. I appreciate your take on it, but mm. um, Jack, I, I I thank you. I don't think you're like listening to what they're saying. Like you're saying, like two or three players aren't happy about the way the fans treat them. It's two or three players that are talking about it. Everybody else, who who else would? talk about it. they know they're going to get booed even more and crushed for for even bringing anything like that up it's it's and what kenny said i don't right. agree with um like you should make a positive point at the end because it's, it's not positive if you went into work, work and were heckled every day you would not like your workplace that's why i'm like i love philadelphia sports so much and it like hurts my heart because i know players are not going to want to come here because of the way the fans treat them and you, jack you are the one I feel like you're being hypocritical because you are the one that proved the point. Trey Turner taught everybody. Uh, we're having a little bit of difficult. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to put you on hold, Becky. We're having a little bit of a uh, – yeah, no, I know. Sorry. We're going to put you on hold. We're having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties down here uh, at Chickies and Pete's. Uh, we'll get back to everyone's phone calls on the other side uh, as we try to figure this whole thing out down here. Uh, back to your phone calls. Darius Slay comments, how do they hit you? Are we too tough on athletes? Um, and for a chance to win the Jelly Roll tickets, uh, give us a Philly athlete that uh, bothered you. Plus, Elliot left the combine feeling one thing, and it makes me incredibly nervous. Don't miss that coming up next on the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show. We are live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Pete's. Signature menu items, pre-game, in-game, or post-game, Chickies and Pete's. We'll get some thoughts here on the Combine in one second, but good try Becky again. Becky, it's our fault. I'm sorry. Uh, but how are you doing, Becky? That's all right. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. well. Um, Thanks for holding on. Oh, sure. Um, so I hope Spike's listening because I just want to tell him and Jack that you're, you're dead wrong about the whole um, the whole Darius Slay thing. And... It's like hypocritical because Trey Turner, I know you're saying that he, you know, had a positive, you know, like he's taught us, Jack, you, you help him teach us that positive reinforcement, like mm-hmm. works better for some people than negative reinforcement. And I just don't think, even though like Kenny and a couple of people had said, well, he should have just said, you know, but he wouldn't want to play anywhere else. I'm sure he does want to play somewhere else. He wants to play somewhere that, you know, like appreciates them like not just when they're winning and it's just it's like maddening because like i love philadelphia sports so much that it like mm-hmm. hurts my heart because i know players aren't gonna want to come here and i know you're saying it's about the money like we'll go where the money is but no it's not it's not like there's 
There's no empathy yeah. there. And I like, got if you, you put yourself just, in somebody else's shoes, like if you went into work every day and were heckled, you would not well, want to go there. Some would say that does happen, Becky. <laughs> it might, but, but <laughs> on a smaller scale. But you would like, be much better. You, you, you might, you, you might produce think, much better. You, that's fine. Do you, you, do you think? Do you do you honestly believe Slay is like heckled every single day? No, but I. I but he could be. You, you like you don't know. Like you're saying he can hide from it by like staying off social media. You're not like listening. Like it's when, it's on the field. It's as they're coming off the field. It's like he's surrounded. You can't hide from it. It's like just sure, mean, I guess, but, all right, mean so spirited over, people. Yeah, that's fine. I, I guess I'm just curious. So, like, if they're losing at halftime and you're going into the locker room, do you want them to like cheer? I mean, like, I, I just yeah, don't think like, that's like, 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 I, like, like, yeah, any, like, not cheer, but just like be more like, just like more supportive. Like, don't well, just don't, don't, real, real don't, quick, don't say nasty stuff. Like, I've heard some of the nasty stuff, and it is so. And nasty. I, I don't like that either, Becky. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not pro that either. I agree. well, and real quick and. Thank you not to, you know, take your point, but just I want to ask Jack. Like, so I do think the Trey Turner thing, it's hard to compare completely. It's one player versus a team, all, all those things. But I think what Becky's trying to say is, and I'll, I would pose this to the callers, like if the players tell you they think it'd be better if you cheered instead of booed, like does that matter to you? Eh, not really. Me, okay. me personally, well, no, not really. Well, it, it worked, and you helped prove that point. So I feel like you're being, like, hypocritical because it worked for one player, and you're saying – like you go, you don't care if it works for another player. You're saying you don't care that that happens. Okay. You don't uh, who's the uh, who's the who's the Philly athlete that you, you couldn't stand? Um, okay, I'm I know that uh, that you know who this is because you were just talking about it. But the only uh, player I think you know it was 2008ish that uh, not only walked the bases loaded, but the person he walked the bases loaded to was a pitcher, and not only is a pitcher, but he has probably the biggest um, <laughs> biggest pitch zone in the history of baseball. Um, Adam Eaton walked the bases loaded to walk Randy Johnson in, to, and they lost the game. But um, but yeah, Adam I mean, a great to, answer. Yeah, so I love but, the detail um, with that answer. I know, too. I appreciate it, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> right, have, have a good weekend, Becky. Yeah, thanks for holding on. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I mean, I I think just to her point, and I don't think either of us are sitting here saying fans should change how they do things. But if players like Slay tell you that they find the environment can be make make it harder for them to win. I don't see why that is, you know, why, why, why that's but being pushed been, back. Has on. it been harder for them to win? Well, last year it wasn't great towards the end. What about 2022? 2022 was not harder for them to win. What was so hard about last year? Uh, with the team? Yeah. What was, what was so hard? Uh, I, but again, I'm what not saying so hard he's about saying that. What, what I mean is if the, players, if, you, if the players said to you that we feel it, it is better for us if it, there isn't as much booing, like, would, would that change your opinion? That's saying, what I'm asking. But here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the caveat. You're saying you're acting like Slay is speaking for the entire team. What if it's Slay? It could just be Slay. But what do you think the chances? Like, again, just from being down there, the sense I get is like they know that the boos are not super conducive to helping them win. But well, they need to wake the bleep up and go win a football game. <laughs> but I, th- I th- it's almost. Like, like, but to why, me, but to why me, why is this so hard? But to me, it feels like you're saying I don't care if it makes it harder. Do it anyway. Right. But what, but and, what are, think, and what other walk I, of life would we would we want something to be accomplished and say, but I'm going to take the way harder route? Because uh, I don't really believe it makes it that much harder. I really don't. But if and the, if you can't, ha- I, I think if you can't handle booze, like 
booze at heading into the, heading into halftime, then you can't handle playing in Philadelphia. Like I, I don't. I agree with that. But the point I'm making is, why do we want to make it harder for players to play here? Because I don't think it actually makes it harder. I think it's I think it's excuse making more than anything. You think it actually makes it that much harder? So they're, I, they're, I, gonna, they're gonna go in the locker room and they're gonna, be, oh, my, oh I can't go back. I, there. I, I do think. Through. I mean, I think there's no question. There's way more pressure on an athlete in Philadelphia than there is in any other city with any other team. Sure. Yeah. And that that does. I mean, you can't just gloss over that. Like that does make it more difficult to perform. They also get unbelievable treatment when things are going. Yeah, well. agreed. So it's it's a double-edged sword, and I, I feel like it's always like it wasn't the fans' fault they lost six to seven. Listen, were, were the fans mad in the middle of the Niners game? No. Like, I mean, like, well, the game was over by like exactly. Half, yeah. They were they were ten and one. Like, well, it, and the fans were mad for what it's worth. Sure, but it was like they weren't heading into the game like ah, this team stinks. Boo. Right. Like, the, the, what other game at home last year was so like the, the Cardinals game? Sure, you should be embarrassed after what happened in the Cardinals game. You lost to the freaking two win football team. Yeah. The Giants game they won. I'm now not, it's because of a hero play. I think I'm not anti boo. I'm not saying fans should change, but we can't ign- we can't ignore the fact that it does make it harder. It just does. It is exactly why, and I know it's not apples to apples, but your Trey Turner thing, your whole point was, let's not pile on the guy. Let's not boo him, right? So I think that's what Becky's saying, and to a certain extent maybe how athletes feel is, like, while fans have the right to boo and their passion is coming out like that, it does, if, if we've seen that positive reinforcement could be better, why would that not be the option you would choose? Speaking of things I want to boo, um, (laughs) so you were at the Combine. Yes. And one of the things, one of the takeaways you had, it seems like, is Nick Sirianni is going to be more involved in this offense than is being led on. You know, after the first press conference after the season where Kellen Moore was not hired yet, it, it read to me, and I was so happy. It was probably the most positive I've been about the Eagles you in a while. You were giddy. Oh, my God. Because it was like, okay, I have to, to succumb to the fact that Nick Sirianni is going to be the head coach here, which is already a, a bad scenario for me. Um, but at least he's not going to be involved with the offense. They're handing the reins over to someone who has a clue what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're only the seventh best offense in the league last Amazing. Year. Yeah. It's, it's such a great accomplishment. Um, I think about 25 of their teams would kill for that accomplishment. But. but one of the senses that you got leaving the combine, it seems like, is, is Nick Sirianni is going to be more involved in this offense than we think. Is that accurate? Yeah, and I actually think maybe we, and I'll include myself in this for sure, we probably misinterpreted what was said at the end of the season press conference. If you think about how the structure of the Eagles has been set up really since halfway through Nick's first year, Nick has not been the play caller, right? And while he is a big part in designing the offense, the offensive coordinator also does as well. If you remember in the end of the season press conference, Nick basically said, we need new ideas. The offense got stale, and we need to kind of, I think he used the word, like fuse them together. This week, well, this week at the Combine, he said mesh. I think at the end of the season press conference, he used the word, like, fuse them together. Okay. So, well, why why I bring that up is to say I think we misinterpreted what was said at the end of the season press conference. I don't think they're changing course. I don't think this is trying to clean up what the end of the season press conference was. I think the honest truth is there is not as much of a structural change as we think is happening with Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to come in. He's going to bring new ideas. There'll probably be more motion. They'll probably do more, you know, pre-snap disguising, like all those things. But Nick Sirianni is going to have just as much involvement in the offense. He will be oh in. He will be in the offensive meetings. Boo. They are going. They are going to. Ki- Why? Why? Boo. But here, here's all right. Do you want the Eagles to win next year? Of course. 
it is going to be way harder for them to win if they install a whole new offense than it's it is. It's not if, that hard. It's not doing, that hard. It, yes, it's yes, not it is. That yes, hard. it is really. There's a reason this teams. Is a, like, this is excuse making. No, this no, is no, making. no. It's not. Did, did, did the Ravens not just install a whole new offense? And what did they do? They got um, Lamar Jackson was the MVP, and yeah, they, and did they, 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 did they win the Super Bowl? They made the conference final. Okay, yeah. So they, 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 but they, it was the best off. It's the best they've looked offensively in years. Right. I'm not saying the Eagles' offense is going to be trash if they install a new offense. What I'm saying is, it is hard to win the Super Bowl with when you have a new coordinator, and the reason is, is because you're installing a whole new offense. What the Eagles are, I believe, is going to happen. Is, is they're going to add to the last year's offense. What was the offense? What is the Eagles' offense? What, what, what they were they seventh do? in the league in points. Uh, no, no, no. That that means absolutely nothing to well, me. Well, it should mean it basically means, everything. It means because nothing to the me. points matter a lot more than anything else. Right. What what is the Eagles' offense? What was the Eagles' offense last year? What were they good at? Well, what, you want me to like explain? I the, want you to like. All right. So they struggled to establish the run all year. That was a problem. Yes. Uh, the, the RPO got shut down. That was a problem. The deep passing game regressed late in the year. The red zone offense was brutal all year. Like, do you think maybe you're looking at this with a glass half empty view? Considering you I can't, would never take that you, approach you, with the Eagles. You can't sit here and be like, "This didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work." They were seventh in the league in points, but this didn't work, and this didn't but they work. They weren't good at anything on offense. Then how did they score so many points? They have a lot of talent on that. Do you side think Jalen's a top ten quarterback? I think he's ten to fifteen. Okay, so they outperformed the quarterback. One one position. Yeah. Well, the, okay. One the most important position. How many teams do you think got better performance than where you would rank their quarterback? San Francisco would be one of them. Sure. Ravens. I, I mean, Lamar won MVP. Yeah. No, Lamar's a top three quarterback. What, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, you're talking I'm about, saying where – I think like, you meant like quarterbacks who were better. No, what I'm saying is the Eagles had the seventh most points, and you're seeing a quarterback that's not in the top ten. Everyone says Eagles have so much talent on offense, and they're winning just because of their talent on offense. Correct. But yet also think Jalen regressed. So it can't be both. It can't be the players didn't play really well, but they only scored because of the players. Like, I agree the players matter a ton, but at the end of the day, did you, did we you, can't just completely diminish the fact that the offense has been very successful. Also, the, the offense did crater down the stretch. And you, you can it did. That. I agree with that, yeah. They still finished seventh, but I agree with that. Awesome. It's amazing. I'm so glad they finished seventh while the quarterback did regress, so, yeah. which is also an indictment but, on but, but what I'm saying is they, they don't have to throw the whole offense out. You want them to throw the whole offense yes, out. Yes, I don't want him touching. Why? But it was, it was a good offense. I don't they, want him touching the offense. I, don't want, him, I want him to But why? In 2022, for, they had the number one offense in the NFL. Yeah, Shane Sykin. Shane Sykin was here. Well, they were, okay, they, so they were seventh last year. So is Brian Johnson good? No, of course not. Okay, so Shane Steichen is good because they were number one. They're number seven with Brian Johnson, and he's terrible. Y yeah. I, well, they, that doesn't they, make any they, sense. They underachieved. I don't think they did underachieve How? to a large because Jalen didn't play that well. They had the same exact. They had but the yeah, same but they didn't have the. They didn't have the same. Isaac they didn't have the same quarterback. And I also think Samal was but, a bigger but, but, loss. Okay, than well, why does it, why does the coaching staff not get held accountable for the quarterback too? They could they can be held accountable okay. for that, but that's a lot different than saying that Sirianni's offense doesn't work and can't be used anymore. I'm not saying they didn't need changes, but watching the Eagles' offense last year, did it not feel like everything was top? At the end of the year, I agree. But the, with you. the whole year, people complaining about the offense. Well, it they, wasn't they just scored the 38 the points against the Bills. Like they had big offensive outputings. Sure. Yeah. Oh, again. I would and, hope so. And, and I'm not saying they can just run back the same thing. I think they do need new ideas. Remember when Doug was here in 2017? Obviously, they win the Super Bowl, and then the offense slowly started to regress. They had to, they had to uh, bring in Rich Scangarella. Yeah, that was the only outside voice they brought in. Outside of that, it was promoting Mike Groh. It was promoting Press Taylor. They never brought Carson Walsh. Yeah, Car they never brought in new ideas to the offense. I think what the Eagles are trying to do, based off last time is they're going to keep what works in Sirianni's offense and add to it. What works in Sirianni's offense? 
I mean, the passing game was, was pretty good last year for stretches. They do run the ball relatively well. Like, Everything last year offensively was pulling but, teeth. But again, like, how did they score so many points? Because they have a lot of do talent. They, yeah, so what, what do you think these other top ten offenses have? Like, Carson Wentz, a quarterback? Like, I mean, the other teams that, are, that have good offenses also have a ton of talent. The Dolphins have a ton of talent. The Bengals, when Joe Burrow is healthy, has, have a ton of talent. Kansas City has a ton of talent because they have Mahomes. Like, Baltimore has a ton of talent because they have Lamar. Like, what team that scored a ton of points doesn't have a ton of talent? What, what Nick Sirianni can do next year is not touch the offense and teach the tush push. That's what he can do. <laughs> okay, well. he, he, can, he can go teach the tush push and then go figure out what he's going to say on Saturday night before the game and make sure that his fourth down is a Okay, so I don't think, A, our opinions aside, I don't believe that's what's going to happen. I believe and I Sirianni, think that's a mistake. I, I, didn't, I disagree with you on that because based off Sirianni's track record, he has shown he can coach an offense that is productive. That doesn't well, mean Shane he doesn't. Shane Sykin can coach an offense. And well, Shane Sykin co- can coach an offense. Shane Sykin can coach. I agree. Yes. The Colts, the Colts what offense happened, was good last year. Last, I mean, listen, did, did the did the offense crater towards the end of the year in part because Nick also took over some play calling? Last year. Last year. Um, no, I I think Jalen played poorly. Okay, but he also took over play calling. No, well, he okay. didn't take over play calling. To be clear, like th- we we can some we can assume he called more plays, but he did not take over play calling. Didn't take over completely, but he. Said he called. He started calling more plays by the end of the year. Yeah, he was involved, so the, but also so the two Jay- times. The two times they've asked him. Jalen was audible in plays. Jalen was audible in plays. I, I'm not trying to completely absolve Nick. What I'm saying, like Nick, did not do a good enough job last year. But I think it's an overreaction, and I'm happy the Eagles are not doing this to throw out everything they've done. I think it's going to be way harder to win next year if you're teaching a brand new offense, new terminology, all that stuff. Tom is in Abington. What's happening, Tom? Yo, fellas, how we doing today? What up, Tom? Good to hear from you, man. All right. Elliot Soft Parks, huh? <laughs> hey, mm. man, I, I didn't say it. The player said it, and I just think it's true. Like, okay, well, what's well, so wrong about hearing the truth? Well, no, okay, so Darius spoke his truth, right? And that's, uh, yes. that's fine. Now, personally, if it were me and somebody were to say, hey, I'll give you, I don't know, 15 to $20 million a year, and you're going to be in front of forty to 50,000 people, and they're going to boo you. Oh, they could yell at me. They could even talk bad about my moms. I yeah, don't Tom, even I, I just I think you're I think you're wrong about that. Like I, I get your point. What do you mean? How, I, I'm telling you how I feel. How am I? Yeah, but wrong I don't think you. How I, well, because I just I'm, don't think you know what it's like. None of us do. So I don't think you can say that having all that money, like you don't know how it would feel to run out on the field and everybody boo you. And I go into your Twitter mention and everybody's saying you should be cut. I know I have thick skin and I could handle it because I've been in situations that are probably comparable to it and that, without getting into it. I'm just saying, Elliot. I agree you but, have thick skin. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here and saying that you wouldn't. Like, I just don't think we can say because they make a lot of money, it doesn't impact them. I didn't say it didn't. It, it, you just said if you, got, if you got 15 or $20 million, people could say whatever they wanted. Is that not what yeah, you said? With me, with me. That's my right. my own. That's my truth. Darius spoke his truth. Apparently, it gets to him. That's what we're talking about here. So, he even said that it affected his play on the field. Like that is super thin skin. And you know what you're signing up for. I mean, I'm sure he's been to an NFL game prior to being an NFL player. No? But I guess my thing is like, if if let's use Darius Slay. Let's just say the fan base knows Slay doesn't like to get booed. Like, I think that's a bit of a leap, but let's just say that. Like, Slay doesn't like to get booed. We know he can't handle it. Then why do it? Like, like suggest with Slay, right? No, like, no, if, no. I would flip that around and say if you can't handle it, Slay, then why play here? 
But why is it on him to handling the boo? Like because that's the point I'm making. He signed the contract. He knew what he was signing up for. He's okay, and you, you bought the tickets. Like, did you buy the tickets to see your team win or to like see who can take the boo the best while still playing hard? No, I, I bought them to, to see them win. But okay, but that's what I'm saying. So if the, if the playing play, like crap, but I'm going to But if the players are telling you that it doesn't help, what's the benefit of doing it other than just like proving a point? Then the player needs to remove himself from the situation. If you're going to sign that yes. contract, then you know what you're signing up for. Then I don't. What's the issue here? Well, it sounds like the issue is, based off of Slay and Steven Nelson's comments, is that it's hard to play in Philadelphia because of the fans. It sounds like that's what they believe. I'm sure, right. they and, I'm sure they think okay, there's so positives they as well. To, then they should go to San Francisco where they don't care and they won't get booed. That's All my right, so Slay is one of the Eagles' best players. Do you want to lose him because he, he doesn't like being booed? Well, yeah, because it's not going to work okay. out here. Because you know what? You're playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you play like crap, you're going to get booed. And you're telling me that you can't handle it to the point where it's affecting your play on the field? Then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I, just, I get your point. I just don't completely agree that it's like a foregone conclusion that you have to treat athletes that way. You don't have to, but you have a you're, right you're spe- to. You're, you do have a right to. Just like, again, fans make this, it. Yeah. Fans make that? a decision. Hold on really quick. Fans make a decision on what they want to do at games, right? And uh-huh. I'm not telling fans what to do. I'm just asking if, if, if a fan thought that the player would perform better if they weren't booed, why would you still boo? Because they're playing like crap. Like, we could do this all day and go in circles, Elliot. It's, yeah. it's pretty simple. Well, we're on to six. Let's do it. When you yeah. play well and you win, you'll be a god around here. And when you play Agreed. like crap, and especially in, in his instance where he's so chirpy and on every possible show we can get on and just totally not take accountability for everything because everything is everybody else's fault but his, then, yeah, then it, it even compounds it. Like, how are we supposed to react when we know it's, it's never his fault? Fault, and it's uh, it's always yeah fans are tough yeah, it's never yep. like hey i love being an eagle i love the fans they they not they, not they get the best out of, of that jack not, not one in, in, in this in this clip you are right there was right, none right, of that right, right. In this you're, you're he like, did tweet it like the boys. whole team hates the hates the fans so, w, you know, do, so, do, do you think he's i oh, know i'm not saying that do you think that he's in the minority of feeling that when the team is booed running off the field they don't enjoy that i don't think um, they enjoy it i think, I they think he's in the minority you can win here affecting his play on the field and i keep going back to that because it shouldn't affect your play on the field and he why shouldn't that it in, that in all seriousness like why shouldn't it why why do we expect athletes just to put up with extreme like booing and criticism and what like, extreme booing what what what, what do you is think, the example what do you this? think they are talking what about? extreme again booing? i didn't come out today and say i think booing you, isn't you good. might as well have. no no but i'm saying what slay said who's on the team it's just steven nelson who was on the team barely, is saying that barely but he played here for a year the point i'm making is like that's how they feel i'm not saying i feel that way they feel that way and if they're telling you that's how they feel why do we still feel a need then to be like well we boo because that's what we do because he's in I the do. minority with how strong he, he feels I, and, and what he's putting out there. I don't know if that's true, Tom. Tom, who's the Philly uh, athlete he couldn't stand? Um, I would have to go with the Darius Slay of the Phillies. How about that, Sean Rodriguez? Oh, S-Rod, big answer. Mm, who that can was, forget? That was, uh, that was Buzz's answer pre, pre-show. He gets my was, vote. Yeah, yeah, Tom from Abington easily. It's a big gets, vote. Well, Sean Rodriguez, well, I mean, again, he's here for a minute, and he – he, he tried the whole educating the fans on how they should. Steven Nelson's a great oh, veteran by that. comparison. Right, yeah. yeah, by the way. What did he say? He was. Um, do you remember exactly what he said, Buzz? 
it was some, sure it was audio. it was after he made an error. Yeah, I'll, I'll search in the system, but it was like after he made some well, poor, he was poor play. Up for Reese. He was sticking up for Reese. I, Is I that what it was? That. Yeah. All right, let me look into it. Like, let me look into it yeah, before I misspeak. See if you can find it in the system because it was hilarious. Um, and try to educate us on he. And by the way, he's now an Affiliates assistant coach, so he's back. Um, so I guess he uh, yeah liked it here. It is very convenient though, and this yes. is not to take a shot at Ike Reese. <laughs> but if you must. But if I must, the times he has conveniently not been here has been around fan things. He wasn't here for the Sean Rodriguez reaction, mm. and he wasn't here for the one today. I wonder where he would fall in this. Uh, I, I think he agrees it's a tough place to play, and yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I acknowledge it's a tough place to play, but I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. But it, but if you thought the players would play better, why wouldn't you change it? Because I don't think they're because I, I think I think they're overreacting to small like small things. I I think you're minimizing it by saying it's a small thing. Well, because because what has been the most visceral on field stuff that has happened? Like I don't they got booed heading into halftime a couple times during the the, the at latter home half. at home. Sure, yeah, of course. Of course they did. I don't. But you're saying of course as if it should just be like that's what it is. You can't get over like. All right, you can't get over a boo. That's an issue. How could you not get over a boo? I get your point that you should be able to deal with Let's it. Let's just go back to the But I just room. don't get, like, what, what is the point of making them go through it? It's almost like when we were talking because about Carson. they're Hunt. not it, hold doing on, hold on. their job. It was like when we were talking about Carson, and it was, well, you know, you can't bring Foles back because uh, Carson couldn't deal with it. Well, bring him back because he's a great, like, we weren't trying to put Carson through, like, a toughness test. They were trying to set him up to succeed. If, if Slay and the players feel that positive reinforcement is better than boos, like, I just don't get – like, go ahead and boo. I've booed at games. I'm not telling you to change. I just don't see how it's productive. Because it's, I, don't think, I don't think it's meant to be a productive thing. It's letting, us, it's letting them know that you're not living up to the standard that we have set here as a Philadelphia Eagles fan and team. Like that's it's not it's not about this is gonna make you play better. It's just it's expressing frustration because they're not doing what they like they're not playing. Well. And and fans have every right to do that. I just don't like. I, but the players are, but the players are telling you a player. Yes, but a but, player but you're about to play done. the soundbite of another player, and I'm sure we could find plenty of other players that feel this way. I found the Sean Rodriguez cut. All by right, the let's way. Let's, let's play S Rod. No, I'm not the one booing. I'm not the one screaming. I'm not the one saying pretty disgusting things at times. It seems pretty entitled. I mean, you're just making yourself look pretty bad as an individual, as a person, as a fan. You're making guys not want to basically sit there and say, hey, they're going to support you. Hey, they're going to do this. That's tough. You got to just basically sit there and say, man, let me see if I can't help him get out of what he's in. Let me see if I can't be encouraging enough to basically help an individual. That's the harder thing to do. The easy thing is just to scream boo. Let me think of something to say that actually might be encouraging. I know it takes effort. That was after hitting a walk-off home run. It was. Where was uh, 13-year-old Jack Fritz with the standing ovation there? But it was not 13. This is I was working here. This was, okay. this was right, like yeah. 2019. All right. Um, well, so 17-year-old. I guess that would be the, uh, the, 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 the origin story of why we do the standing ovation. <laughs> but there's a movie. That'll be the opening. With but the, whenever you can get a comment on Philly fans from uh, a guy who's never been here before. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. If one shining moment, used his platform, and then got booed the next day. Right. I'm sensing a theme here that whoever criticizes Philly fans isn't really a Philly athlete. Yeah. Slay can't handle it. This guy wasn't here that long. Steven Nelson wasn't here that long. Right. Okay. Well, winner. Again, I believe, this is just my belief, that the like if you can handle Philadelphia, you're a winner. I agree. And handling, if you're not, if you can't handle it, then I, you're not a winner. Handling Philadelphia, I agree, it is, is a, a, a redeeming great quality in a player. It is a hard place to play. And to your point, it is an amazing place to play. I'm here at Chickies every Monday. When the Eagles win, 
and Brandon Graham's here and Jordan Mailata. It is unbelievable. It's packed, all those things, right? Yeah. But the flip side of that is if you're Jordan Mailata and you have a bad game, you, like, can't check Twitter. You can't listen. To, like, But he's here. He's no, here every I know, but He's but, talking but, to people but, every week. But what Slay is saying is, like, we're not acknowledging the hard parts of I, being a Philadelphia I know it's athlete. Hard. I'm not saying it's, it's all sunshine and rainbows. I, I understand that. But it feels like it's, especially with Slay, it's never, I love being here. And it's like, like, I just think we're being selective with the quotes. I'm sure you can find quotes from Slay saying how much he loves being an Eagle and, and, and it, tweets from him. His, and tweets, don't, his tweets don't count. Okay. Um, unless, unless they're negative, then, then, they, then count. they count. Yeah. Then it's the real ones. <laughs> um, speaking of the Phillies, Tylon Walker has been away from the team for the last couple of days for personal reasons. He returned through a bullpen session yesterday and felt uh, normal spring training soreness. So um, the only reason why I find that interesting is I, I do think there's a here why. Is that I wonder, if, I wonder if they are getting close to signing Jordan Montgomery. And if they can sign Jordan Montgomery, Tylon Walker is obviously getting moved. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if it's like the early of, uh, of that. Do you think they're going to sign him? I think it's a very good chance. Yeah, I do. I think I think the Cody Bellinger trade made it more, or Cody Bellinger signing made it more likely because you can you have opt outs after year one. So if you have an opt out after a year, you can go back and test free agency again next year. Like it's almost like a best of, best of both worlds scenario. What about a thirteen year contract with no opt outs? Well, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> no. See if Bryce changes the changes tune on that. He did. He's changed his tune quite a bit on that. That's good. That's good. That's Guessing he's not going to get that extension he wanted. He might. I was like when, because when he did change his uh, t uh, tune on it, the first thing I thought was, well, he's not getting it. But maybe it's like, hey, back off a little bit here, and we'll we'll take care of you. We'll take care. Of you. Yeah, don't you make it seem like you're forcing us into it. Yeah. What do you hear, Taiwan Walker, after he leaves, what he thinks of Philadelphia? I'm yeah, sure that'll be great. Well, he won't count. Too. He's the one liking tweets about. Uh, well, he should like it. He's they've been celebrated here. Um, you, you talked about how I agree. Yeah, differently. They're, they're so if, if Taiwan Walker comes down and rip the fans, are you going to be annoyed by that? Um, no, it's how he feels. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel annoyed. When, <laughs> you feel annoyed. Uh, Ike's in Southwest Philly. What's happening, Ike? Yo, what's up, y'all? What's, what's up, man? Going? Hey, nothing. Yo, hold on. Let me tell you, Jack, I I'm totally off with you, man, because I think Ellie is right, and here's the reason. You called this man soft because he didn't like hearing what people had to say, a.k.a. the booze. But mm -hmm. you, Spike, and a whole bunch of people I'd heard them call just said, Yo, you can only tell the truth if you say something nice right. also about the How is that not the softest thing? We don't want to hear nothing you got to say unless you say something nice about us. But we can say whatever we want to say about you. And if you don't like it, you're soft. But you got to say what we want. And I mean, you got to say what you want to say, but always say something nice about us. Because our fragile egos can't take if you so tell you, us what you, you think, really think. Do you feel. think that Philly fans are soft? Yes, I do. You know, you want another reason? Anytime somebody say something bad about the Philly fans or the media, in the media or something like that, oh, let that have been the Philly fans. If something happened with another fan base, how many times you hear that? How many times when somebody say something about Santa Claus? Oh, come on. Why you got to keep picking on the Philly fans? We hear that all the time. I think it's a, like Elliot been saying, it's a good and a bad with the fans. I love the fans. I went to Dallas this year. It was all that, seeing all, all the Eagles fans, and it was all yeah. love down Not there. a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking are, about are they good? Are they, are they good and not soft when they're taking over opposing teams' uh, stadiums? No, and I just told you, it's the good and the bad. That's the part that always goes. It's not one-sided. That's, that's the whole thing. It's not everything is one way. Let me ask well, you a question about this. 
down. Is it cool when the Philly Does fans Does it have to do with Trey Turner? No, 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 no. Man, I ain't even hitting you with that. I thought that was cool. That's what you wanted to do. That's what you wanted to do. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing. I ain't going to kill you for that. But the thing I'm trying to say is I don't like when people say, like, yo, I love hearing the, the uh, athletes say, to be honest, but when they're honest, they don't like it if it's something against them. Like, it's cool. It's cool for the fans to boo. And if we listen to the Slay thing, he was talking. If, the one thing he said, it got at me. They got to me one time. It got to me one time. And it wasn't everybody. It was just one guy. They were sitting right behind the bench. Mm-hmm. And never in that thing have you heard Slay say, he want to roll. The boy Steven Nelson said he couldn't handle it and he wanted to roll. Never heard Slay say that. Slay White be sitting there busting it up with everybody on Twitter. Do you think she would bust it up with everybody on Twitter if Slay hated it here? Well, and like, to, to your point, like, I don't think what Slay said has to be a negative thing. Where I disagree with, it sounds like Jack and maybe other people is, like, why are we pushing back on it? Like, what but he's because saying. It, because it's soft. It's no, I, right, right, yeah. That's the truth. I'm, I'm sorry to be hyped, but let's be honest. Every time anything is said that, that either is against the Philly fans, they can't take it. But then they sit there, and I'm not saying everything. That's the other thing. When somebody says something, it doesn't mean all fans. I'm a fan of the Eagles, just like everybody else. He ain't talking about me because he, he don't know me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. the part I hate is that that's the truth. Philly fans, a lot of them are soft. They can always dish it out, but they can't take when anybody says something that they don't want it to. This is another I thought it was we don't, shut uh, up and we, we don't like it, we don't care. Is that yeah, what no it is? one likes us? Nah, we, like right. we know that angle. It's another version yeah. of shut up and dribble. And the player that I don't like is uh, Nicholas Morrow, man. That dude was horrible <laughs> yeah. this year, man. Yeah, he, was, he was horrible. But yeah. y'all, y'all be easy. Have a good weekend. My man, good call. Have a good I one. will say it felt like Moreau had like two or three games where he kind of yeah. exceeded expectations, but yeah. then it fell off quickly. Real quick. One thing the Eagles have to decide is, um, like, how much of the poor play last year from the players was players, and how much of it was the coaching was a disaster. When evaluating guys, like Bradbury, was he, has he really just completely fallen off, or was he on a defense that was coached poorly that put him in bad spots that didn't help him out? Well, maybe that's why Howie answered the question the way he did. Yeah, I, I, I think Bradbury could be back. Yeah, I just I think he might have lost a step. He might have, but it doesn't help when you have poor safety play and poor coaching and no one knows what they're doing. I think if he didn't have a $10 million cap, I think he would not be back. But I think the, the $10 million cap yeah, I agree. That's, is, is a, is that's a why it helps. That's why this contract helps. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. If you want to react to the Darius Slay comments. Uh, and also, give us a Philly athlete you couldn't stand uh, for a chance to win tickets to go see Jelly Roll. But... On the other side, a key eagle was released today, but could it mean the return of a former eagle? One of our own weighed in on that. Don't miss that coming up next. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Jack Fritz and Elliot Shore Parks live from Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Buy one, get one free snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online, chickiesandpeats.com. For details, uh, Elliot, the Eagles just made it officially official, but uh, they have released safety Kevin Byard. What a run. I mean, what a run for Kevin. You excited to hear how he feels about Phillies fans. Well, he's from here. Or Philly fans. He's from here. He is from here. That's true. Um, He he lost from here status probably Cardinals game. Did have a good game against the Chiefs. Did well, yeah, so I, so I believe I'm right on this because when Shield joined us when they traded for him, he said that that through that season so far, 
he had not touched a football yep, besides right. one time, and it was a fumble recovery. I think the Chiefs game was the only, the second time. That yeah, was it. Then, I don't know if he did the rest of the year. I think, I think, that, I think that's it. Um, and he led a mutiny against uh, uh, Sean Desai. <laughs> so Bayard, Bayard uh, clearly didn't work out. And if you look at Howie's resume, oh. I, do, I do think one, one you know, bad spot of it is he has not been good at trade deadline acquisitions. Besides um, Ajayi. Ajayi worked out, but Robert Quinn didn't work out. This didn't work out. Jannard Avery didn't work out. Did Golden Tate work Golden out? Golden Tate debatable. I know he caught the pass in the in the playoff game or the touchdown, but let's be honest. They expected more from him than what For they sure. got. So, yeah, Howie's had trouble acquiring talent at the deadline. Um, it, Bayard, I don't think he falls directly in the category of, you know, if he could have been better in a better defense. I do think it, it matters that, like, the defense was a disaster from a coaching perspective. Maybe next year he could have been better. But moving on from him, the important thing for the Eagles is it opens up a ton of cap space. So they had around $30 million in cap space before they released him. After releasing him, they now have around $44 million in cap space. So, and there'll be more to come. So they're going to have enough cap space to do pretty much whatever they want. And I think a good portion of that money that they, cut, that they uh, acquired by cutting Bayard is going to go to a safety. I think they're going to go out and spend big money on a safety. Now, speaking of safeties, our own Howard Eskin last night with Tom Kelly had this to say about the Eagles and what they might be planning at the safety position. I think they will sign at least one safety. And don't be surprised, and I'll tell you this, Tom, don't be surprised that Gardner Johnson doesn't come back to the Eagles. Really? CJ, GJ, you think there's a chance he comes back here? Yes. Yes, I'm just... I'm telling you right now. Okay. I mean, I told you about Merrifield, right? He so did not tell I'm us about Merrifield. You, don't be surprised that because they need they need not. a couple of safe. So there's Howard Askin, the um, king. Yeah, I know. He is trying to take credit for the Merrifield thing. He doesn't get credit. No. He, well, what did he say? He said that he's a name they could sign. It's like, but well, it wasn't like a report like that. So I will say, if they sign Chauncey Gardner Johnson, of course, this, he gets credit. This counts more. This this is legit. Merrifield credit. was just a throw it out there kind of thing. So the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson thing would be interesting because last year when he was a free agent, I got the sense that the negotiations with the Eagles and his agent didn't go so well. They were tense? Um, yeah, they were tense. Uh, Did he blame the fans? I don't, yeah, I don't want to say the bridges were burned, <laughs> but uh, it felt like it was, it was a negative uh, negotiation. So Chauncey didn't have a great year. I mean, he only played two games. He was dealing with an injury. I'd be curious to see what he would cost. I don't think he would be big money. Like, well, the fact that he just got a one-year deal yeah. off of the year that he had here. Yeah would suggest he's probably not getting huge money. Now, they did miss him more than I thought they would when they let Chauncey left. Uh, when they let him leave last year, I thought that he was a pretty replaceable player. Um, clearly, that was not the case. They, they missed him. But Chauncey would be a good acquisition. I don't think he's a type of acquisition where you could sit and go, okay, they're way better at safety. He's injured quite a bit. He's, he's missed, not a good tackler. He 19, gets out of position. He's missed 19 games in the last three yeah. years. Yeah, so he misses quite a bit of time. I think if they were to bring Chauncey back, he, he makes the – the team better and certainly if he's healthy i think he's someone you went out of the field but he would not be an acquisition along the lines of you know a winfield jr a jeremy chin uh the the safety from the giants whose name's escaping me right xavier now mckinney. xavier mckinney yeah I, like like those would be big time acquisitions where you would feel different about the defense i don't think um chauncey would really check that box my guy is uh i want kyle duggar the uh the, yeah the, the patriots guy he seems like Malcolm. Like they can bring him into the box. Yeah. Um, and you know, you like one of the things when they got Vic Fangio that a lot of people were saying is that he, they, he likes having a playmaking safety. 
I mean, Chauncey was that, you know. When, yeah, I mean, Chauncey's good at blitzing. Uh, he's good at making plays on the football when he's around it. Got a little it. edge to him. Yeah, he's a hard hitter, and he misses a lot of tackles. But, he but, sure does. But he is a hard hitter. Um, I think the, the positive about the safety market right now, if you're moving on from Byard and acquiring that $14 million in cap space, is there are a lot of guys who check what the Eagles are looking for. 25, 26 years old, productive player so far. Pro Bowl resume, again, Winfield Jr., someone a playmaking safety, great at blitzing, creates turnovers. He would make a ton of sense in the Vic Fangio defense. I think they need to add, like, two safeties. I think Reed Blankenship had a solid year. I don't think Reed was good enough where you can say he is penned in as a starter and he's going to start no matter what. I think that they, they have to go and add quite a bit at that position. Now, how much does, how much does a, a possible extension of Dickerson and Devontae affect the cap? Well, it actually likely affects it in a positive way. I mean, the way the Eagles do their deals is, and I don't have the cap spaces for Landon and Devontae right in front of me, but let's say they're around $5 million, $5, $6 million, and they give Devontae $20 million a year, just to use an, an easy term, an easy number. How they, how they essentially do it is they'll give him, let's say, a seven-year deal. Two of those are dummy years, and you stretch the hit out. So like Hassan Reddick, a better example, has a $21 million cap hit. If they trade him or restructure him, you're opening cap space up there. So that $44 million that they have right now, that number is going to go up before they make any moves in terms of re-signing Devontae, giving an extension to Landon. Uh, I say an extension to Devontae as well. So I don't think an extension to them really impacts the cap that much this year. It would impact it in future years. And it feels like... Did you get the sense out of the combine they want to get both of those done this year? Yeah, and I think you have to get Landon. You have to get Landon. So Landon's on a four-year deal. He's finishing his third year. So in theory, at the end of next year, he would hit the free agency market. And the tough thing about franchising him is with the offensive line, I believe guards count as tackles in how they do this. So you would essentially be franchising him as a tackle number, which they'll never do. Devontae, I think they will get done. They don't want him to leave. He's a homegrown guy, great locker room guy, phenomenal player. But you do have the fifth-year option on him, and in theory you could franchise him, which is a, a little more doable when he is that kind of caliber at receiver. So I think they'll get both done, but Landon's probably a slightly more pressing just because of the way his contract is. I'm such a Devontae guy. I, yeah, I think Devontae is everything you want in a, in a player. Well, and an eagle. Yeah, I agree. Like, like, I don't think he would go on a podcast uh, saying the fans it would be, or uh, ripping the fans. Now, it doesn't mean he wouldn't feel that way, but yes. Yeah, but like, what I appreciated the most about Devontae down the stretch run, because I, I felt like I, down the stretch run, I feel like I, I heard a lot of like, yeah, we got to get it fixed. We got to get it fixed, and we'll be all right. We'll be all right. And I feel like he was the only one that kind of kept it real while also not. Devontae is, I think, has in some ways like the perfect personality you want for, a, for an NFL player, but especially an Eagle. I think he's, very, he's great with dealing with pressure. Um, he's great with the media. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, I think his, his words are very purposeful. Um, and I think he's, he's a great leader. Well, and, and like, I mean, the, the thing that sticks out is when he was, they said, uh, hey, congrats on 1,000 yards, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. We're not playing well. Yeah. I just... I like Devontae Smith a lot, and I, I think he's a, a great, great representative of the, of the Eagles. I mean, he's one of Howie's best draft picks of all time. Yeah, I mean, he's top ten receiver. I hope, I hope you'll I'm get. just saying. I mean, people miss in the top ten all the time. But it was – and, it, you know, people forget. I remember doing the draft show before that draft, and I'm not saying a lot of people didn't want Devontae. I, I, was, definitely, w- I was definitely more anti than Yeah, bro. he was viewed as – and look, he is. He's an extremely skinny guy. Like, he – He's just extremely it's just, skinny. It's never, it's never hurt him. It's never hurt him. Now, having him block on screen plays. Not the best. Maybe not the best use of his What about his What about making him a tight end on one of the, uh, the goal line situations? Well, that's situations. just called cre- creativity. Yeah, yeah. That's just Nick's yeah, offense. That's just Nick, Nick cooking. Nick's cooking <laughs> yeah, per yeah, usual. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. And, 
it seems like the Eagles are trending towards, you know, being the first team really to give receivers two receivers twenty five plus million dollars a year. And yeah, I don't think they'll be the last team. And if they you, won't. Yeah, if you look around the league, the best teams, and this goes back to the debate about the Eagles' talent on offense versus production. Like all the best offenses, really, besides the Ravens, have elite receivers. I guess the Chiefs as well have elite receivers. The Dolphins do, the Bengals do, the Bills do, the Eagles do. Niners. Um, the Niners have great receivers. I'm not a huge Debo guy, but he's... Well, Ayuk's very good, too. Ayuk's very good, and they have George Kittle. So I, I think, you know, just because no one's ever done it doesn't mean that that's where the league is trending. And I, it isn't trending. I would rather the Eagles do that than do what the Bengals are doing, which is franchise tagging T. Higgins. Like, I've, I've come around on the franchise tag a little bit. I don't think it's the best use of resources. But if you get T. Higgins for one year, now the tough thing is you can't play with the cap number, which makes it exactly. difficult. Exactly. It's like you're taking on $30 right. million dollars no it, matter what. By the way, if we want to talk about how the Eagles looked at the combine, the Giants have got to be the dumbest front office I have ever covered in, in my time covering the team. They franchised Saquon last year, and they might do it again this year. Franchising a running back is one of the dumbest things you can do as a team. But to do it on a team that has no real chance of winning the Super Bowl, barely is going to be a playoff team. It's just, look, the Eagles messed things up a lot. The last year was a disaster towards the end. But, man, the Giants are just, they are comically bad. And I saw a report today that the worst-kept secret in, in the sport right now is they want to go up and get a quarterback. Which is, is a smart move by them. Sure. Unless it's, you know, Drake May. Or, you're, not, you're not a Drake not May Not a Drake guy. May guy. I keep no. wanting to call him Mayo. Well, <laughs> Drake Mayo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a freaking yeah. uh, a real a real company. All right, so here's my my quarterback rankings. For Sweet. The, those interested. I I am becoming. By the way, I was a huge Caleb Williams guy, and I still think I think Caleb Williams is awesome. I think, I think he's going to be awesome. I don't know he's going to be. Would you awesome. take him over Jalen? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Heartbeat. I mean, so I'll go Caleb Williams, JJ McCarthy, uh, Jaden Daniels. Um, Michael Penix. Michael Penix, Bo Nix. And then Drake May. Drake May. Even though Bo Nix is like 25. Yeah, it's not a long-term play. Okay. <laughs> Why are you so anti-Drake May? He throws a beautiful football. 80, I, 83 yards in a dime. I just don't like what I've seen when I watch the highlights. Yeah, he's a little loser vibes. Yeah. A little loser vibes. North Carolina quarterback. Who I'm, was the yeah, – I'm Trubisky? good. I'm good, yeah. Chuck's in Mount Airy. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, Jack. What's up, Jack? Yo, Elliot, what's going on? What up, Chuck? Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, man. Hey, listen. Oh, man. Oh, God forbid we too tough. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm Surprised sorry, Surprised you don't Slay. agree with me on this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Slay. We're sorry. You had an idiot that called in here early. No, let me not call a guy a name because he disagreed with me, but the guy Garrett. I mean, you know, he called in. He ripped me because I did, I'm tired of Joel and B getting hurt. I mean, listen, here's the fact of the matter. Play, oh, that was you know, Spike, I think. I no, it was Derek. Derek. It was Derek. Derek Bale yeah. I told you, the guy's days are, 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 are behind him. His better days are behind him. We need to let him go anyway. I've been saying that all week. And number two is, after then he didn't play with Ike and him back in the day. And, and he, those guys, they lost three or four NFC championship games in a row. Can you imagine how they felt, how they got ripped? You know, social media was out then. No matter how Allen Iverson would have got ripped, social media was out then. Mm -hmm. And all those guys love Philadelphia, Chuck. They love Philly, man. So I don't want to hear that garbage. That dude, Derek, that called up from Pioli earlier and ripped me because I said something about Embiid injuries last year. Listen, let me tell you something, man. Your best ability is your availability. And that's the old slick saying, but it's the truth, man. You know, rather it's Boston, him losing in the bubble and getting swept. You know, rather it's the next year against Toronto and and calling out sick. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could have took command yeah. of the league in that series. You know, or, you know rather than uh, you know, uh, losing to an inferior team in the second round, and, uh, uh, the Atlanta uh, Hawks. You know, uh, you know and, and then last year against Boston, come back here, this team's ready, this city's ready to erupt, Jack, erupt. You know what I mean? And you know what happens? No, they, 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 they pooped the sure. thing. You know what yep. I mean? And, and it's just it's just sad, man. He's to the point where he's walking up the court and gave up in the playoffs. Uh, and now he's hurt again. And we gotta sit here and we gotta and we gotta wait till next year again. So you 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 don't tell Jack. You told Jack, Jared, you know, you can't tell Ellie how to feel. Well you can't tell me how to feel about Joel and B. I'm sick of it. Okay. Well Chuck, Anybody Chuck, real quick. Where Chuck you you're you're Chuck, perfectly Chuck. fine to tell you how you feel. Real quick, where I where I Agree with I agree with you overall on this. Where I do agree with Derek is like it's not like Joel wants to be hurt. That that's true. But you but 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 where you were right is it is fair to to when you're talking about analyzing Joel as his ability to lead the team to a title to bring up the fact that come playoff time he has consistently not been a hundred percent and that has drastically impacted their chancing of winning a title. Elliot, that's all I'm saying. So for him to say, Oh, Joel don't want to be hurt, nobody wants to be hurt. I'm right. not saying he does want to be hurt. Nobody's wishing, you know, injury on anybody. But the fact of the matter is, he is hurt every year. And every year he goes to play, even when he, even when he is playing, his numbers drop drastically from the regular season. It's the mentality for me. It's not the fact that he just get hurt. It's the mentality for me. Do he really want to win a championship here? Does he really want to be a championship player? Or does he want to be remembered for how many MVPs he has? His stats. How many scoring titles he won? Because some people, you know, are like that. So I'm just asking, you know, and, and I have every right to and, yeah. my, and Mike, and, and the guy I can't stand, you already know who he is. Joel. Joel Embiid? <laughs> yes, Joel Embiid. I can't <laughs> okay. stand him as a player. Not sure it's going to be a winning answer, but appreciate you, buddy. I do like how the whole call was, was backing up his, his choice for the winner. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, once more evidence. You think Joel Embiid likes being a sexer? Yes. I agree. Yeah, do you think I think he, Joel do, likes being Do there. you think that he gets it more than Darius Slay? Um... So I think Joel definitely gets criticized more than Darius Slay. I think that being booed at an Eagles game is way different than being booed at a Sixers game. Why? Well, there's 60,000 fans. And I just think Eagles, like, but again, let's just but be it's, honest. But it's singular. It's singular in a basketball game. I legit, it's not I'm singular saying, in, an, in an NFL game. It's, wait. it's team. It's team related. Well, you're saying who gets it worse? Darius or, yeah. or I'm sorry, Slay or, or uh, Joel? He's, t- t- today he's, he's Darius. Darius. Today he's Darius. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think Joel gets criticized by more people. I think that when, when Darius Slay gets criticized, it is more intense just because he's an eagle. But I, and, and my counter is where is it intense? Is it intense on social media? I, I just don't get how you can ask where it's intense. Like, like we work at WIP. We're at the Eagles games. We know that being the, pres- the pressure of being an eagle is unlike anything else out there. There's pressure. There's also pr- a lot of pressure being an NBA superstar that has come, but that, it, but that, it's, whose team it's, has come up small in the last couple of years. But it's not the same as being an Eagles player. It's just eh. not. But it's, Dude, well, let me ask. The Eagles get booed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Eagles get booed. The Eagles get booed. Does Darius Slay get booed? I don't remember a time when a singular player has really gotten you, you booed. You are right that in football, it is harder to, to boo a singular player than it is in basketball. Thank you are correct about that. But I think that the environments that Darius Slay plays in are more intense and negative than the ones Joel. Sixers fans, and look, clap your hands. Like, <laughs> right? But, Go Sixers. Yeah. But Sixers fans just stop. Like, they just stop paying attention and caring. Eagles fans show up mad. Like, I think that's the difference. 
Like if Joel, if Joel was, the I don't e- think that's fair. If Joel was the Eagles' quarterback, his life would be way worse than it is as the, the top guy on the Sixers, with the same track record of you know making the playoffs, getting hurt. Well, like Donovan. It's, 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 well, but Donovan had way more success than Joel. Sure, but they also came up small. Yeah, he advanced further, but yes, essentially yeah. came up small. Yeah, um, I just think that, like, I don't. Do you really think that Eagles fans walk into games angry? I don't think that at all. Uh, well, there certainly have been times. I think overall they show up ready to root for the team. But, yeah. you know, at the end of – well, I guess they weren't here in 2020. But at the end of Andy's, you know, time, I remember Fire the stadium Andy. being, being yeah. very, very tense. I just, like, are you really pushing back on the idea that Eagles fans aren't super intense? And well, I think, but I think, they're, I think they're intense. It's just when they boo, I don't think he's, they're singling out Darius Slay. But Darius – but he still feels that. Sure. Yeah. But, but like, You're right, Joel has a bigger spotlight on him. Yes. For sure. But, but, the, but Embiid but, also handles but, it but better. But Sixers, I don't know if that's completely true, but Sixers, Sixers' anger is like a 6 out of 10 compared to Eagles at 10 out of 10. Sure. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That While Embiid certainly gets, I mean, honestly, Embiid probably gets criticized, I would guess, what he feels more nationally than locally. And that's why I think that he feels the pressure to play. Yeah, I think, like, Joel, if I had to guess, probably is well more aware of the criticism on, like, uh, you know, NBA Today than he is of, of local criticism. Whereas I think Darius Slay, it's much more local. Corey's in Columbus. What's happening, Corey? My guy, what's up? What up, Corey? How you doing, man? I feel like we haven't talked in a while. Good to hear from you. Hey, man, you too, my brother Jack. What's up? What's up, Corey? How's it going, brother? Hey, man, like, I feel like y'all both right. Like, the, the power of the Eagles fans is just crazy, like, like y'all, like earlier today when Kevin Byer got released, y'all know what was trending on Twitter. TJ, TJ, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we as Eagle fans, all all the posts, hey man, we gotta get TJ, TJ back here. You know, everybody go apologize. It's just because like us as a fan base is so passionate. Now the thing with Slate, I think I think the problem with Slate and where Jack is coming from is like it's not it's not just yesterday's clip. Like Slate is annoying for his season and like yesterday was just like icing on the cake like it's just like you know what i'm tired of this dude i'm gonna attack you more like with Slay i agree like if james bradbury said it it wouldn't hit as hard right right or like or even or even like if let's say for example um even if kevin buyer would have said it like even though he wasn't that great this year i don't think he would have had the same vitriol it's just like it's always play like when when the cowboys oh it's, it's uh, the dude from Michigan State. I can't yeah, think of his Josh, name. Josh, Josh, well, and, and it's always like, it's always like, oh, this guy who might be a rival of ours. Oh, what a player! Like, I don't even yeah. know that. And, 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 and something else with Slay too is like, this, this is my issue with Slay. Like Slay, you came from the Detroit Lions. You played Loserville, at USA. Well, and an you intense played at Mississippi base, State. It's like he's all like he's always been the best player on a bad team. So when you come to a place where winning is expected and won it. And you're not a big fish in a small pond. Expectations comes on the team. Like we not just calling out Slate. We call out everybody. Bradbury, the worst corner on the team, and he gets smoked. But the problem with Bradbury is Bradbury's not out there running his mouth, blaming other people why he's playing bad. So he don't get the smoke that Slate gets because you always got something to say. Well, and I think Slay being active and aware of social media too probably doesn't help. Like like with the AJ Brown thing, right? When AJ called in, one thing I took from that was he has this feeling that he's perceived as a diva and all these things. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that there isn't a portion of the fan base or media that views him that way. But what I thought what was interesting about when he called in, it, it, he sounded to me like somebody who has 
read a lot on social media. But in reality, AJ is loved by this fan base. Right. Like, there is a small portion of fans that, that are mad at AJ. And I think with, with Darius Slay, it's probably a larger portion, but I think he sees a lot and, on, and on Twitter. Why, he wants, he and, wants and to be quick, worked up by it. That, yeah. That's the reason why our quarterback needs to get more respect. Because we've been people, I ain't going to say we, people have been killing this dude since he's been drafted, and he show up and he put on a show every single week. Put some respect on Jalen Hurst's name. Jack. That's what professionals do, Corey. That's what professionals That's right. do. Even That's in, right. the, in the line of fire, they're still, you know, they're exactly. still keeping calm, not ripping exactly. the fans. Exactly. QB number one. And my athlete, this is tough because I had two people in mind, so I'm going to change mine up. One person that really got on my nerves when he got here and I never wanted us to sign him was DeMarco Murray. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Murray might a, be the might be the winner. Murray's a so big far, answer. Yeah. Appreciate it, Corey. Underrated moment is when Malcolm took a chair out Dude, to practice the and best. put it. Yeah, I love social Malcolm. media was big then, obviously, but imagine like now. Do you think he liked being an Eagle, Demarco Murray? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't <think laughs> I don't think Demarco Murray. Also, a good example of while Cowboys fans are passionate, there's just they're soft. There's just nothing like Philadelphia. There just isn't. Like I'm at all these league events. I see the media. The Eagles' media contingency is way bigger. I'm at. A, I've been at every opposing stadium in the NFL. There's just. There's nothing like Philadelphia. Speaking of Demarco Murray, uh, and speaking of you thinking that they are going to invest heavily in in, in defensive. Yes. If you could choose spending big money on a linebacker or a running back, who would you rather choose? I mean, there's big. There's big name running backs out there. Whether you want to go Saquon. Whether you want to go Austin Eckler, right. whether you want to go my guy Josh Jacobs, uh, Derek Henry, there's some big linebackers. Van Ginkle. Just, I can't, He's more of an edge. I can't yes. take the Van Ginkle. I, I, so I, I shouldn't say for sure, but I believe he is far more of an edge player than like a, a, a stand-up like outside mi- linebacker. Yeah, like he's like a Hassan Reddick type. I could be wrong, but I believe he's more of an Hassan Reddick outside linebacker than a Patrick Queen. Patrick Devin Queen is, White. A, is an actual linebacker. Devin yeah. White. Like, would you ra- which would you rather invest in? So you're gonna. This is gonna surprise you because I feel like you think I'm someone that doesn't really change his mind often. Never. I've never seen you change. And I do value offense more than defense. But I'm not going to lie. After watching the playoffs, I'm in on getting, like, a linebacker that impacts the game. Yeah. I, I, I am of the mindset of I would, I'd rather get a running back just because I want one of those guys. Right. Yeah, it'd be I mean, fun. And I'm trying to think of, like, what McCaffrey made to the, the Niners. Now, McCaffrey. Eckler would be the closest. He's not as good between the tackles. But from well, just Saquon's a, the, the, the big one. I think Saquon might be cooked. So I don't think he's cooked. I think he's just hurt all the time. Um, well, I mean, this <laughs> part of being cooked but yeah, yeah. that's a difference um now the 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 spot track expected salary for patrick queen is like four years 94 million mm-hmm. i'd be shocked if, i would not be shocked if they have 90 plus million for a linebacker i think they've never gonna, done it i i think they're gonna pay wow. i think i think they're gonna All go right. out there and pay right. now you're right four years 90 million that's i'm gonna be five nine yeah i mean that sounds extreme it was 18 million a year that'd be five then okay so five ninety. Yeah. well yeah that'd be that'd be like yeah, not math. <laughs> no, yeah, not a math guy, not a calendar origin guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, bu- buzzes here. For but me. I do think they will. They will pay a linebacker. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. That's what a question this hour sponsored by Marks Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Marks Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online. Marks Jewelers dot com. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Pete's signature menu items. Pre-game, in-game, or post-game. Chickies and Pete's on the other side. A top five at five with Buzz Wilson. Plus, your last chance to get in on a Philly athlete you couldn't stand for a chance to win the Jelly Roll tickets and your reaction to the Darius Lake comments. Get in now. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
I mean, could Jim Rome just, like, shut up. What are we talking about, the stupid dollar dog night thing? All right, so I have a dollar dog I mean, night. like, listen, uh, dude. What, have you dropped your dollar dog take yet? I'm, fi- I don't, I'm fine with it being gone. Okay. I, I understand why it's gone. So I went, la- I went last year to dollar dog night. It's just not an enjoyable experience. Well, the lines are, are The th- lines are too long. You miss a lot of the game because of the, the pitch clock now. Yeah. And it was just like, I would have rather just paid $4 for a hot dog. Now, uh, now it's because they, they fling the hot dogs. Yeah, some people couldn't handle it last year. And like, not everyone's built for Dollar Dog now. Not everyone's built for Dollar Dog? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a more of a college kid kind of event. The, oh. young, the young bucks. Yeah, yeah the, the young Thundercats, as, as he would say. Like, <laughs> just shut up about a Dollar Dog night. Like, I'm sorry. They took it away. Like, the reality is. I didn't know it had been going for 27 years. Seems like a long time. Yeah. Seems like a long time. It's a good and, promotion. And, and I guess they didn't take it away because my whole thing was like, well, they obviously took it away because they don't have to get people in the, in the ballpark anymore. I really don't think that's it. I really do think. Now, had I not been there last year, I would have said, nah, this whole people complained about it. Probably not true. It was it was uh, a mess at Dollar Dog Night last year. Well, they year. sell like, I don't know, like 40,000, 50,000 hot dogs. And by the way, they suck by the end. Like they're, they're cold and barely even cooked. I will say, too, the hot dogs at the Phillies games are very good. The Dollar Dog Night hot dogs, not so good. Not as good. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know how the Dollar Dog Night thing is turning into a national story that I need to hear Jim Rome's comments on it. Like, That's a good point, yeah. Relax. Uh, we are live at Chickies and Pizza. It's the afternoon show. Uh, buy one, get one free. Snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online at chickiesandpeats.com. Jack Fritz and Elliot Shore Parks live down here at Chickies and Pete's. But let's get to what we do every day around this time, and that is the Top 5 of 5 today with Buzz Wilson. All right, well, I don't know if I've ever had a better lead-in to a top five at five because my jumping-off point today was exactly that Dollar Dog Night news. That CBS Sports Minute leading right into that discussion. Look at the synergy. Look you at know, the, the synergy of You guys the did not know the topic. It just worked out that way. And speaking of jumping-off points, in terms of pressure, I think doing a top five at five as a fill-in is a major pressure situation. Yeah, but they've, they've figured it out. Mostly. You think so? Yeah. I think that you, Buzz is really good at it. Yeah, and Fran's getting hot. You know, like the, the He's one, getting going. The one yesterday was good. Yeah. He, 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 he doctored my audio of me and A.J. Brown. Oh, did he? Yeah, because we, I, apparently I need the number one person at the station that needs a standing ovation. Um, Why? Because of the... Because of the A.J. thing? Yeah. And he doctored into... I asked the question, and A.J. immediately shut it down. A.J. He, answered it a little bit. Of course he answered the question. The question was answered. I would like that to be pointed out when people Look, discuss. it was a Big J question by you. Yeah. As yeah. a Big J, I'm sure you appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, Buzz, what do you got? Anyway, as far as things I'm going to miss, by the way, Dollar Dog Night was great. Elliot, you got to get there earlier and not wait during the game. And Jack doesn't care because he doesn't go to the ballpark until the playoffs. So Dude, people, I, I got, how early do I have to get there? I got there before the first pitch. I got there about a half hour early last year, yeah. and it was, and that was the yeah, only that's time. That's because you're a dork, though, and need to keep the book. <laughs> exactly. So I got my four yeah, hot dogs, yeah. went and kept the book, and I enjoyed myself. And I enjoyed. Myself. I can't believe you keep a book at the game. No, it's a great experience. Enhances the view. You know, it's for the thinking fan. Uh, keeping Dan the, the book. Dan the camera. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the jumping off point. It's an. It was a nostalgic piece of news that went away yesterday. Dollar Dog Night. It's going to be nostalgic. I'm going to miss it. So it got oh, me thinking about stop. other. Fu- no, no, no. The five Stop. other things. They had three of them last year, Buzz. It was in April. Yeah, I understand. What's, what's but nostalgic it's nostalgic about it. 
not from last year. Can we focus on winning baseball games rather Jack, than freaking hot dogs? I went to Dollar Dog Night growing up. It was a whole thing. I've been to many Dollar Dog Nights over the years, and it's going away. I'm going to miss it. So it got me thinking about five other things from Philly sports that I miss, nostalgic things from my childhood in Philadelphia sports that I miss. Is one of them holding players accountable? Uh, yeah, that's, that's gone away for sure. And number five uh, is... Sixers mascot hip hop. I mean, Franklin. Ooh, good one. What a fraud he is. All he does <laughs> is goes out to half court, shoots some half court shots backwards. He doesn't do anything else. He's just a dog. Hip hop would fly off the trampolines. Yeah. He he was so much cooler, so much cooler, looked, looked so much cooler than Franklin was. The Sixers have seen a major downgrade at mascot in, in, in my lifetime. And I understand yeah. he's overshadowed by the fanatic, but hip hop was a great mascot. Um, I, so I agree. And the problem with Franklin. He's also a Knicks fan. I mean, oh, I, is he? Yeah, Twitter account you know, that, that they changed into Franklin. Originally, he's talking about his Knicks. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, so so Franklin the dog sucks, man. No, hip hop was awesome. Hip. So would you? So the Philly Fanatic is the best mascot in the city. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see your your, your little <laughs> hamster wheel going. Yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> the best mascot in the city. Elliot's going to develop who, an anti-fanatic take. I know. Who was uh? Who was number two? Was it hip hop or was it Swoop? I don't, Swoop's a fine mascot. I don't Swoop's think he's fine. a special mascot. No, you, what does um, Swoop do? I mean, like football mascot. I used to love when hip hop put uh, put the Iversons on. I think Swoop Swoop would stand out more if he uh, acted like the St. Joe's Hawk and was always just yeah, I like that just bit. moving his arms the full game to see if it would stop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think uh, Gritty is the second best mascot. Well, now, yeah, 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 now. Growing up, you're saying. Um, yeah, I would say hip hop was ahead of Swoop. Yeah, hip hop hip hop had a moment. Yeah. Did the Flyers have a mascot prior to Gritty? No. Because oh, they, yeah. they had they had integrity. <laughs> yeah. yes. Back when hockey was uh, was real. <laughs> Passionate and intense. Hip-hop would be better than gritty, but the Sixers let that lead slip. Now the Flyers have the best mascot in the Wells Fargo Center. Number four, it's the old Eagles touchdown horn. Now I want you to picture this. Early 2000s, big touchdown. Merrill on the call screams, touchdown! And you hear this. No, a little I, bit like a goal horn. I could, I could do without. That feels like a hockey thing. No, it, it was like great. It, it sounded so cool over those highlights. I'm well, happy they moved that one. Well, the, the, the one Eagles thing that that bums me out that they don't do anymore, because they came out to that awful, awful. Was it Lil Uzi Vert song it was last bad, year? Yeah. Um, they used to do the best thing they used to do, and it would get me so hyped every time. Was for those about to rock, and I thought it was the best. Like I still every morning, I would drive to the stadium or drive to work. On game day, on a blast for those about to rock because it was the best intro. It's cute to picture, dude. I was just getting hyped up. I'll show you the video of Super Bowl Sunday because Jill took a video. Yeah, so Super Bowl Sunday. This is an embarrassing story, but Super Bowl Sunday, I was taking the bus for 2017 to uh, from the the hotel to the stadium. Little video of me looking out the window with dreams and nightmares playing. I know. (laughs) You a journalist or a fan? I mean, what's going on here? I didn't post. Yeah, I didn't post it. Oh my god! I was just being honest. What? Yeah. man. (laughs) You what? You can you can do your little. What's the song you're talking? For those about the rock. But I was. I don't know what song that is. I wasn't. It's like it's it's an ACDC song. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to help me. No. <laughs> this is not Dude, helping. It was this the best, man. Like, it, it, nothing would send chills down my spine quicker than for those about to rock. But it was an organic moment. Like Jill and I, we just got breakfast. We we're driving back to my, uh, we we're dropping her off at her house. Right. And this we're, last we're, year, twenty seventeen. This twenty seventeen. Okay. And we're playing the song, and she's videotaping me. You were staring longingly out the window in your hotel of room. Of the bus. No, of the bus. Of the bus. With As a, it was moving. With yeah. I'm sure like like raindrops coming yeah. slowly yeah. down the window. It was window. very beautiful. <laughs> 
beautiful moment. Yeah. All right, what's next? Number three is the home run payoff inning and the home run jackpot on TV. I mean, where did this 100%. go? This was Agreed. awesome. 100%. Like hearing yes. that, you know, someone won a home run and, you know, it was for Chris and Redding and won $100 or $1,000 on radio or 10000 if it was a grand slam. Like, bring this back. The Phillies are good enough. They hit almost 60 home runs in August last year. I need the home run jackpot back. Well, because they've re- replaced it with, like, the RAV fourth inning. Like, that does nothing for me. Then no. Like, I, that's, yeah, it's stupid. Give me the give me the home run jackpot. You look forward to it every day. And there was nothing funnier than, like, Harry would come on and be like, Dolores and... <laughs> and wherever. <laughs> and then, like, Redding. You, it's, it, there was... It was a very nostalgic thing, Buzz. I completely agree. I wish they would bring it back. And T Mac going like they're playing for you know, you know Jeff and wherever, and Ben Davis going, "Good luck, Jeff." I mean, it was just like the corniest setup yeah, ever. It, it was great. It would, add, it would add intrigue. It did. You know, if they hit a home run, it would be like meltdown city. Um, now I don't miss it on the radio because we used to have to track it, Buzz. So I don't think you were ever having to Brewers games. No, I never did. I, I didn't know that part. But, whether they won or lost. Um, Extra work for Jack, was, wasn't it? No, I have no interest. But in it added it. to the yeah. experience. They should bring it back. I I'm willing to step up and take one for the team when I produce games this year. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, number two, we're going to go back to the Sixers here, is the, the Sixers jerseys of the 2000s. Might be the coolest jerseys in the history of the city, and they won't even wear them for a game. Like those 01 Sixers uniforms with the ball bouncing on the bottom and the 76ers logo is so much better than anything they've worn, any alternate they've worn in the past 15 years. So you're talking and, about the, the jersey they wore to the finals? Yes. The only good one is the black one. Yes, the, the, wear the, those black jerseys again. One game. Just give me one game. You know what's crazy about those jerseys? So I have an Iverson one from that year. And obviously back in the day, I wore my clothes 3XL. So it's a, it's a, big, it's a big jersey. It used to be the look. Exactly. And they played in like, like velvet almost. Like, like the quality of the uniform is very different <coughs> than it was now. You gonna be all right? Um, listen, if we can get the Kelly Green back, if we can get the Kelly Green, we back, can get those back. We can get the black jersey back. I was not a huge fan of the the blue jersey because it just didn't make any sense. Like that wasn't even like, a shade of the. Someone team. just walked in in the blue jersey, by the way. Really? Well, that yeah. guy's the the black Iverson right in front. The black of us. one is the best one. Yeah. hundred percent. Imagine imagine him beating that. It, it would be it's just a, the broad shoulders. Like, they wouldn't do that today. Well, listen, they can make it modern. It's not like the Kelly Green. I just want the design. It doesn't have to be the broad shoulders. Remember just give me the basketball, design. basketball tried jerseys with the sleeves? I do. It was a quick-lived. Well, uh, which, 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 was, which was uh, more short-lived? That or remember when they tried new basketballs? Yeah, that, yeah that's right. And it was that they were too slippery? Yep. Awful. All right, what's next? And a number one, it's Dodge Stump the Fans. Going back to the Phillies here, that trivia question added to the Phillies experience each and every day, and I don't know why it's gone. Like, you, we, yeah. can't, we can't get someone to sponsor a Phillies trivia question every day. Usually had to do something with the team they were playing or someone in the ballpark that day. Got you thinking, and now no one wants to think about baseball or trivia anymore, so we got rid of it. Yeah, it was great, and, and it, he looks forward to it every day. They're pretty hard, man. I mean, they're, they're a tough question. They weren't, they weren't, but it got they you thinking. Exactly gimme. Of course. Of course. I'm with you, Buzz. So I got one to what? Good list. Can I do one that's not on the For list sure. yet? Yeah. I think back in the day, bobbleheads were real bobbleheads. Now I think the bobbleheads are cheaper. They don't give them out as much. They don't mean as much. I remember They're back Bobo in the day. Bobbleheads? Back in the day when it was bobblehead night, that was a big deal. Of course. People wanted to buy tickets for it. Like people got there early. You would, like collect, you, would, is, you would collect bobbleheads. Yeah, the bobblehead has lost its luster. No, the bobblehead's done. I mean, we, we used to give them out as a station. I mean, McDonald's used to yeah. give out bobbleheads. I have a yeah, Donovan McDad McDonald's bobblehead. Like, they're not well, giving that away. Well, I have an Iverson McDonald's bobblehead. Yeah. yeah. They're not doing that anymore. No. They're and they're cheaper. Like, the, the bobbleheads I had from back in the day are, like, ceramic. They're, like, high quality. High quality, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, they, yeah, the, the, 
the, the quality of the bobblehead has gone down, and the frequency in which the bobblehead is being used is also gone yes. Down. Agreed. It's a great. It's a great promotion. Thank you. It's a great promotion. Uh, Guided Door Windows sponsors uh, this segment. Receive 20% off all windows and doors with no money down and up to three years to pay off interest-free. Call Guided Door Window today at one eight seven seven go guide it or visit goguida.com. Back to the phones. Peter is in media. What's happening, Peter? You guys are happening. That's what's happening. I'll tell you what's not happening is uh, Darius. I'm not even going to call him Big Play anymore. <laughs> today he's Darius, yep. I would call it, listen, that guy has, first of all, booing is a reaction. It's a, it's a reaction. It's not proactive. So, first of all, any player, you don't want us to boo. Give us something to cheer about, first off. Second of all, I don't see where this guy gets off complaining. When things got tough this year, he checked out. He could have had surgery early in the week and been back or what have you. He waited until Saturday and the DF playoffs. I mean, I don't think. But I, I don't. I just don't think it's complaining. I think it's saying what the reality is of being a player on the. But Eagles. it's still complaining. But but it's it's just yeah, a reality it's that it's. It's hundred percent complaining. What are you talking about? How is it complaining? Because to he's even just br- to even bring it up is complaining. He's just talking about what it's like to play on the Eagles. That is what he's doing. Stephen Nelson is saying when I was there, I couldn't handle it, and they have a discussion about what it's like. I don't think he's ripping the fans. I don't think he's being like super critical. He's saying when you play on the Eagles, it is an extremely intense thing that can be negative at times. Oh, my God. Crazy. Well, that's different. Uh, is he going to be okay? That's different than complaining is the point. But it I'm is making. complaining. How? Because it's complaining about his current situation, no, which is a very no, good situation. No, no. He's saying what it's like to, to deal with the does negativity. He sound like, did he sound positive when saying it? I mean, I, I don't think he sounded positive. No. Okay. So he's complaining. Peter, what's up? Not yeah, the other thing is, you know, he's got, he's got to be more aware. When, when we have Malcolm Jenkins say, I would have booed me too. Correct. Recognizing, and, and for him to come off and say, oh, well, booing makes it hard. Hey, it's like saying, you know what, give me your money, but don't hold me accountable. That, that doesn't fly with me. I'm still at work right now at 520. I'm a sales guy. 520 yeah, on Friday. So am I, Pete. Yeah, exactly. What, what account can I go to and work my butt? so I can pay a couple hundred bucks to go to a game. By the way, I was at that Arizona game last year. We were cheering our heads off the first quarter into the second quarter, and you can see a loss coming. You can see it coming. And, you know, at the end, did we boo? You're darn right we did. And it wasn't because they lost. It was because their effort. They didn't even compete. If you give, if you give your all and play hard, and the other, the other guys have to be better than they, well, right, I can take that. I can't take play. You know, they pulled a James Harden for the league. Yeah, totally. And my biggest fear, my biggest fear, Pete, is this This might just be a soft team. I mean, they laid down I the agree. playoff game. Yes. They, the the yes. defense was embarrassing yes. to the city last year. Yes. And Slay's a part of that. Well, let me ask you this. Jack, Jack has brought, really quick, so I'm interested for your opinion on this, Peter, because Jack has brought this up. If you think they're a soft team, too, what do you think that means about the leadership? Nick, Jalen. That was the- no, 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 my last point is about the leadership that, that, to Elliot, because I disagree with you all spring on this. Where's the CEO setting the culture? Hey, we don't complain around here. We get tough. Where's that CEO? That's the leadership that's failed here. I, I'm going to say he's got to come out and publicly criticize Darius, but he sure as hell should have pulled him right into the, 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 the training room or whatever or gotten on the phone and said, hey, man, what are you doing? We ain't like that around. We played bad. We deserve to get food. we got to take it and play better. Well, it's never his fault. Uh, Pete, what do you got here for for, uh, an athlete you couldn't stand? Well, for for, for both. Actually, you know what? You guys might like this story. So 
in full disclosure, I was the uh, the guy who led all the, the demonstrations when the, the Eagles signed Michael Vick. I was the, the, the dog uh, rescue guy who led all of that. And the number one guy who was a pain in the rear end, and I thought a lousy tipper, was uh, was Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. Um, Appreciate the call. Remember not, the the tip, not sure tip it's gate. Be, well, there's a lot. Well, there's a lot with Shady by the end here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, tip yeah. gate. Yeah. Well, I don't think he was annoying though. No, I'm, uh, Shady was a great player. Yeah. He was one. Yeah. I mean, growing up, that was like. Dude, he was when Shady when they had Shady. I was uh, Westbrook's my favorite running back in. Over Shady. Yeah. I, yeah. I loved Westbrook. Yeah. I loved Westbrook. But Shady was Villanova like, guy. Oh, Philly guy for sure. Yeah. Um, but Shady was was ridiculous. I mean, pre- peak Shady like that. First year with Chip, where he had what, like twenty some touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, cutting on the dime, the snowball. Best. Is Villanova that much more Philly than Pittsburgh? <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, Teddy is in South Philly. What's happening, Teddy? What is going on, Jackie Elliot? Listen, listen. What up, Teddy? I'm a I'm a very uh, kind and uh, thoughtful fan. And I've said that Darius about you for years, Mr. Teddy. Big... I've said that about you for two years. For years. Right. Listen, the, the big play slate, this is what I got for you, baby. I got a small violin for you that you can play all night while you're talking. Because my problem is with Darius Slay is that he don't understand that us Philly fans, we respect the, the work. If you put no work in, no matter if you win or lose, we're going to love you. But if we sense even just a little bit that you uh, that you not holding your weight or you're not putting in the effort or whatever, we're going to dog you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to dog <laughs> you out because that's just what it is. And if he, if he can't take that, then maybe he shouldn't be in Philly at all. Yeah, and you're, you're probably not. You're probably not a winning player. Probably, you're probably we, not a but winner. Do, but do we want to set up a structure? Where the best players on the team can't be here, but is it? But is that even reality? The best no, players you, on the team. You guys are the ones saying if he can't but, be but, here, but, he should go. But exactly. So, so, but is there an example where that's happened in, in the last couple of years? No. No, I can't think of one. So then, so, yeah. then, so then, whatever. Some players well, can handle. Well, some players can't. The thing is, though, is, is he don't necessarily have to be an all-star. He could just be a person who just grinds it out and just got that dog in him. And if you don't have that. I don't think he got that dog in him. And because he don't, he runs his mouth more than he plays well. And that's the problem. So when he says something, anything, whatever it is, people are going to view him in a light that's like, okay, bro, whatever, you're a joke. We can't take what you say. Now, if that was a Dawkins or a, or a, a Jason Kelsey type of player, hell, even a, even a TJ McConnell. <laughs> you know, this... Somebody yeah. who is like just that grittiness. We respect gritty. No pun intended. You know. <laughs> yeah, not the flyers that. gritty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we respect, we respect that, and that goes a long way. By you being gritty means that you can very well have a job here in the Philadelphia market when it's all said and done, because we love you that much. Right. Any, you can look down. That I don't think Slay's going to stay around. I've, uh, <laughs> oh no, he's definitely not. He's going back to. I'm not, I'm not even sure where he's from, but wherever he goes, I think Atlanta he can take that or Georgia. With him. Right. <laughs> he can complain uh, by Walter. Teddy, who was a Philly athlete you couldn't stand? Ah, well, he wasn't really an athlete because uh, he ain't had no neck either. 
but we're going to say Chip Kelly. I guess it is. I think he should count. Sure. Talk about Philly sports figures. Philly sports villain. Philly sports villain. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. By the way, Buzz, uh, one that I do think you missed. Yes. Is the uh, the Flyers scoring for a, a case of Tasty Cakes. Uh, that's a good one. That, that is a good one. one. Do they still throw hats on the uh, For a hat trick? For a hat trick? Yes. yes. Okay. I would hope so. That, that, that didn't go away. Cool back when we were a proper co- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back when hockey was hockey. Back when hockey was hockey and men were men. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Uh, nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Pete's. Signature menu items, pregame, in-game, or post-game, Chickies and Pete's. On the other side, we'll run through all your phone calls, your last chance to get in, a Philly sports athlete that he couldn't stand for a chance to win Jelly Roll tickets, plus your thoughts on the Darius Slay comments. And Joel Embiid talked yesterday after the game, and it le- or talked after practice, and left one of us feeling discouraged. Who is it and why? We'll get to that coming up next and the text line on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WYP. Pretty intense return there. You know, I mean, no pressure or anything. Was that after uh, we debated the Darius Slate thing for a little bit? Probably. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. right, right after it. That bleep and hate everyone. Yeah. Um, welcome back. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WYP. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Great crowd. In South Philly. Yeah, big Sixers crowd. Sixers Hornets tonight down at the, the Wells Fargo Center. We were talking on the last clap your hands about uh, if the fans have kind of given up on this team. Doesn't feel like it tonight. Well, they definitely a little bit more apathetic, I guess. But if you're going to the game, I mean, there's no better place to stop at. No. That Jinkies and Pete's. Because you want to know why, Elliot? Why? Because right now, buy one, get one free snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online, jinkiesandpeets.com. For details, a Twitter question this hour. Sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers. Extensive collection for the perfect gift online. Marks-Jewelers.com. We'll get to some more thoughts on the Sixers here in one second. But first, we got to check in with Herb in the Northeast. What's happening, Herb? Listen, I'm having a bad day out here. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. What happened? The light, I just had a call 311 and 911. You understand? They finally sent a city truck out here to fix 11th and Patterson, and the next half hour is going to be bad. And then over here at uh, FK, the bar is only two people working it. There should be like three or four working it. It's uh, crazy. Oh, man. The traffic is backing up now. But listen, okay, okay, I finally got through. It's been three hours since somebody, the phones were like off off the air like, Busy, busy, busy. Man, what is what is Buzz doing? Wait, he wasn't picking up your call. We're gonna have, we'll talk to Buzz. We'll take care of it for you. Elliot, I'm gonna tell you something, okay? You and Jack, and All I'll right. see Ike on Monday. Don't worry about that. Okay? <laughs> we're not here. We're not here on this, Monday, Herb. This is the way it goes, okay? This is the way it goes. The fans, okay? We've only won one Super Bowl in over 50 plus years. We've only hmm. won two. Basketball championship, world champions, 67 and 83. Okay? Okay. Forget about all these, uh, and Andy Reid going to these, uh, it doesn't matter. It's about winning Super Bowls and not, okay? Now, this so you don't agree with, you don't agree with Slay. The Phillies have only won a couple. Just understand one thing the fans pay a lot of money. For their tickets, 
Yep. Yeah, no one's saying the fans shouldn't boo, Herb. No one's no no hold on, hold on. No one's saying the fans shouldn't boo. Careful, but what Slay careful. is saying is correct, that it is a hard place to play. Careful. Hard is a hard city to play for because yes. a lot of the fans they they get her you know, they're drinking and smoking and doing this and doing that. Okay, so every once in a while you're gonna hear these guys booing. I saw it when I was watching the game. You know, the last few, the last few weeks. Yeah, booze happened, her Booze happened. These guys are soft today. You had, listen, you had girls in the in the stadium at the link cursing, right? You know, cursing and everything else. Okay? Yep. I've seen all that. I've seen it on Fox. I've seen it on. And listen, whatever it is, it is. The, 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 you know, the, the, the players play bad. The problem I have with the players, especially with the defense, is like I've been saying for the past two or three years, if you don't play buff and run, they're going to give you play zones. They're going to beat you all day totally. long in the zone, okay? Do you think Fangio's going to run more bump and run? He doesn't I know don't care who to reach. They need to have physical corners, physical linebackers, safety blitz. Okay, that's okay. what they need. They, they got, you hear that, Elliot? Hopefully this guy will turn it around on the defense. He won't. But what I'm trying to tell you, okay, the fans, okay, they're good at heart. They're, they're, they love their Eagles. This yeah, I agree. They love their Eagles. The Eagles are the number one team. And, and the Phillies Arguably, right yeah. now are right behind them, Okay. We got four good teams. The Flyers are on the move, and the Sixers are trying to get better with Embiid. Now, are you working tonight, okay. Harry? Are you down at the Wells I'm Fargo Center? I'm talking to you with nobody in the bus, but I'm going to tell you something. What? Okay. He's in a you're, bus. You're a little too negative on the fans. I understand how they react and this and that, but they, like I said, they pay their money. They pay their hard money. Okay. Yep. And Jeffrey Lurie went from nowhere to four billion dollars he's worth plus that because of the fans yeah so listen get on the ball and sign some good players in the next 30 days i don't want to hear about it we need we need to win more super bowls in the next five or six years and i'm not playing around either no you're not i'm not when i speak you better listen you got (laughs) you got elliot you got your yes. boy up there. He was on today. He ain't telling me nothing, dude. You know, the, Who? The Who? Who's this? Doing, the nurse up there. The boy Tom up there. You know, like that. That's he's up in uh, Abington. What, what is it? With oh, that? Tom, Tom and Abington. Yeah, he is a bit of a dork. I agree. The nurse. It's all about wins and losses. The yep. fans, when you win in Philly, they love you. When you right. lose, they're going to let you know. I right, but don't you think it's hard to play here? Don't you think it's hard to play here? It's hard to play if. All right, if so Slay is right. If you're, if you're not a, if you're not okay, a ball player, you understand? It's right. hard to play. If you're a ball player, you got. I think it's hard for everybody, not just the ball players. I think it's look hard at, for everyone. Look at, look at Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Look at what he's done. He can handle the city, Herb. That guy wants to play. He yep. wants to tackle. I've seen Would other you draft guys him? The dra- I've seen other guys in the draft. 
Okay, one guy actually this morning, he's played six years in college. Yeah, okay. that's too much, Herb. We don't need six okay. years. He's, he's old. Yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. That's your boy from NFL Network. The dude that you know the dude. Oh, okay. Jeremiah? You know the dude that's on NFL Network. That's, yes, I know, do, personally. He, yeah, the one that uh, he, he – uh, I'm trying to think of his name. The one that Daniel Jeremiah. The, no, he works with the, with the CBS team, the CBS uh, channel. Oh, okay. you know, channel. Yeah, I got you. All right, Herb. You know Herb, what do you think of Kellen Moore as a new offensive coordinator? Yeah, Herb, all right, man. Have a great weekend, uh, all right? Listen, I, I'm going to get on you guys next week, but I know you're going to be at Clearwater. We'll be chicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at Clearwater yeah, Thursday well, and Fridays. Stuck, I'm stuck here in uh, Philly, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I get, sorry. Yeah, I get Herb down I hope, I hope you have a better day. No, I, I, I need hey, you as, to get positive. Start getting positive, Ellie. Yeah, right. well, Ellie has you know to turn into a man, Herb. That's well, thanks, thanks for trying to. I might have yeah. to fire you. Yeah, <laughs> you should, Herb. Hold him accountable. Hold him accountable, Herb. I might have to fire you to see what it's like Uh-oh. to uh, Uh-oh. have my job or something. You know what I mean? Oh, I couldn't do your job. You couldn't do your job, Herb. All right, Herb. Have a great weekend, all right? You know, I'm going to be up firing real soon again. I'm getting You're going to be up firing soon. Where at? I'll let you Damn perfect game everywhere, brother. Stop. Perfect, perfect games hiring though, you? you ever League, man. Dude, there's no way perfect games what? hiring you. Perfect game is a is a big organization. Be right. <laughs> Be right. He did his, his yelling strike. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> that was good. I, I would never doubt your strike zone, Herb. I, have a great I weekend, got the tightest strike zone you ever seen. <laughs> he is out of control. I hope he starts on fire again. We yeah, try to get, go we, watch that. We try to get him involved with the Savannah Bananas, but <laughs> he's a perfect umpire for the Savannah Bananas. He can only find his he couldn't find his gear. He can <laughs> only find the shorts. Well, they were going to let him. We we, we had it set up. He had was, some some he, ideas. It was going to be a bit. It was okay. going to be a bit, but he couldn't find his. If his, we ever do like a WIP softball game, oh, Herb's the umpire. Herb's got to be the ump. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. He's uh. Think you'd be a better ump than Herb? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, umping's not as easy as. Did you ever ump, Jack? Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. This is why Buzz came in so hot. Buzz is an umpire. Yes. Or I oh, was. I'm not like still actively an umpire, but I was a little league umpire for six years. Thanks yes. for the clarification. Yeah, I'm glad you're not still an umpire. <laughs> you, you are an adult. I still have my indicator <laughs> in my backpack. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I mean, how was your strike zone? Oh, it was a great strike zone. Nice and tight. Well, what was your uh, What was your strike call? Yeah, I didn't have a big strike call. I was just a, you know straight into the point, like Steve Reich, and you know you just. Nice well, and short. come on, get, get, get you, a little more. You gave the Steerike? Like, Steerike, that was it. You didn't give the ha? Nah, I wasn't a ha guy. What about ball? Just ball. You just, you know, you, know, <laughs> you get into cut it. Cut that, cut that. Yeah. You just got to project so everyone knows what the call is. There's nothing worse than an indecisive, inaudible did ever, lump. Did you ever throw anybody out? I did not, no. Ooh, no. That's, so a good, that's people, a good question. People walked all over you. Have you ever gotten uh, you ever got kicked out of a game? Me? Yeah. Uh, no, but I did get a yellow card in high school soccer. Nice. Buzz, you ever get kicked out of a game? Uh, no. No, never kicked out. Like, I was playing in, no. Yeah, I got kicked out of a game. Well, that's not surprising. What did you get kicked out for? A throwing, a throwing equipment. You threw equipment? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. in the dugout? Yeah, they, they made a rule. They made a rule, stop throwing equipment, and then I threw it immediately. What would you throw? Uh, bat, helmet, all that stuff. Well, you, did you get hit around or something? 
No, I was actually hitting at this point. This is like this is like a. Were I'm you a good hitter? You don't. No, nah, well, I, I did bat three fifty three my freshman year on JV. How so, many at bats? Oh, I started at third base. Okay, uh, but I was just you know I was a PO, <laughs> pitcher only. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get to the text line here in one second, but I wanted to play uh, this from Joel Embiid yesterday uh, after practice. Joel, are you going to come back this this season? Oh, uh, that's a plan. Uh, obviously, everything has to go right. Uh, you know, getting healthy and, and being as close as um, yeah, as I'm supposed to be. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. What's the, is there? What's the timeline if everything goes right? Um, I mean, there's there's really no timeline. Um, like it all depends on. You can never tell how the body reacts, um, especially once you start breaking up. Um, so. It all depends on how it feels and if it feels great, then uh, that's good. And if it doesn't feel like it's right, then you gotta, you know, you gotta keep going. My question to you is, but why come back? I mean, you know what I mean? Like after injury like this, some people may say, you know what? Let me just rest up for next well, year. Um, the same reason why I was pushing uh, the, you know, the last couple of games. I just love playing basketball. I want to be on the floor as much as possible. Elliot, um, you left that feeling discouraged. Why? Yeah, so when I saw Joel was talking, to me it felt like a positive update was coming. Uh, they were at practice. I thought maybe it would be he shot around. Maybe he took part in you know a portion of practice. Maybe he's saying that he's beating, beginning to ramp up. Instead, it was just a lot of what we've heard. No real timeline. If he feels good, he'll play. He will play this year. But we'll see, you know, and I, I think with Joel, to me, it's getting to a point where I'm just ready to hear that he's coming back. I, you know, all these reports and updates about we're unsure, all those things, that's really what it was. So when he talked yesterday, I was hoping for more of a positive impact or a positive report. And the fact that it wasn't has me discouraged that he's not as close as maybe we all think he is or, or as much as we're hoping he could be. And this Sixers team without Joel is atrocious. Now, the tonight against Charlotte is a must-win game. They have to win tonight. But if they don't, like, things could really start to slide for this team. Yeah, and I wonder if they would ever get to a point where they're just like, eh, let's shut them down. I don't think Joel will want that. I don't I think, think Joel will want will it, play, but yeah. it's about protecting Yeah, but Joel's making that decision. Probably. Yeah. But someone has to also be the adult in the room. Well, the tough thing is now with the play-in and all that, like the, the chance of them being completely out of it is incredibly slim. And the Heat did it last year, and the, the Lakers, Lakers did, did it last it. year. Yeah. So um, I don't think he's – I think he's going to come back, but I, I do think it's a legit discussion we get close of uh, higher draft pick or – I don't. Or win the play-in game. Well, it's a legit if conversation jo if Joel, If Joel feels 100%, you play him. Because if he's 100%, they have a chance to really do something. If he can stay the 100%. My concern is he'll come back. He'll be about 70%. He'll look great one game. He'll be sore the next game. He'll be questionable. Like, I feel like I know where this is going. I've seen this movie before. And yesterday I was hoping it was a, it was a, you know, a different movie. But it feels like we're, we're heading down that path again. Let's get to what we do every day around this time, and that is the afternoon show text line. Hey, Kristen, you look awful today. I'm just being honest. Elliot at Chickie's. Yeah, safe to say I'm not sending that text. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. She always looks beautiful. Right. Especially beautiful today. Correct. And every day. 
and every day. Um, That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, I didn't get that analogy by Spike. Yeah, I don't know. It's a know, weak point by him. You guys, I feel like you, Gilio, I think you guys are in Spike, obviously, in, in arguing with him or, or listening to him argue. You guys are big analogy people. I never think of the analogy. So I would disagree with you. I'm a big analogy person. I'm not good at analogies. I feel like they don't make sense when I try to do <laughs> Me one. Me too. Dude. Yeah. I'm afraid of sounding like even dumber. Exactly. You know right? I mean? Yes, exactly. Like Coward's obviously the king at it. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I can't, I can't ever think. I'm not Gilio, that, Gilio's good at it. I'm not that quick. I'm not quick enough on my feet for the old. Yeah, for the I, old, would, uh, I would agree that I don't think you're quick on your feet. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. I'm not really that quick either. No, I, and quick on my feet is always the comedic route rather yes. than the than the <laughs> Let's advance the conversation. The right? arguing. Yeah, point. yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I will say, speaking of quick feet, I picked off a lot of guys in high school. So Did you? I'm just letting you know. That's got to be a good feeling. I, well, it's because I, <laughs> I balked the entire time. I was cheating. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Really quick, Elliot, I'm not saying I agree with Spike's point, but I think his point was what Slay said can be true doesn't mean he should have said it. Right, but it, to me it was an extreme example. It was like, an extreme example, yes. <laughs> like, I would not say Slay saying it's hard to play in Philadelphia. <laughs> the, same the same thing as telling your wife. husband yeah. saying yeah. to his wife, you don't look good today. Yeah, well, the extreme asking back at it again. But yeah, but to, the, like, to Spike's point, you know, I just it just because we don't want to hear it doesn't mean he shouldn't say it. Maybe it's not a battle worth fighting, but it doesn't mean what he's saying is any less true. Well, that's what I try to tell you all year about the Eagles, but I guess you didn't want to hear it. And that was wrong. <laughs> What's next? Uh, I can't believe I have to agree with my moron son. Elliot Snore Parks is 100% a dope. Howard and Delco. I'm surprised you didn't shoehorn in a Captain Clickbait. On, yeah, it's on, very on. classic, Howard. Um, I thought Howard would agree with me on this one. No shot. No? No, he stands up for the fans in this city. That's a good point. Yeah. He, he's big on the Dollar Dog Night leaving, too. Oh, he's, he, it's one of his passion projects. We yeah. think he cares more about the Sixer Stadium or Dollar Dog Night leaving. We're just going to bring that up. I, I still think it's Sixer Stadium by far. Yeah. But he did call. See, I can't tell Howard because with, with Howard sometimes, when he says things like, it's an outrage, I feel like there's a little tongue-in-cheek in there. I felt like his tweet last night about the, the Dollar Dog Night was a tad tongue-in-cheek. So I don't think he's any tongue-in-cheek about the stadium. <laughs> Not at all. No, but the Dollar Dog Night, yes, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I will say the increase in Howard versus Spike on it's the new show awesome. is going to be great. Yeah. Those two's process arguments were my favorite thing ever. Well, you want to talk about something to bring back in sports. Howard and Spike going at it over the process. I don't think I worked at WIP yet. Me either. That was like you sit in your car and you wait until it's over before you get out. Yeah. It was unbelievable. The best. What's next? Went deep again today. Scotty Jetpacks in Clearwater. Oh, man. I, uh, why'd they sign Merrifield? They, they Is this Kingery? Kingery, baby. So Kingery one time, me and James Seltzer were doing a show at the Phillies. Uh, I was producing this. Were you really? Yeah. So do you remember what he said his favorite Christmas song was? Uh, I do not. He said it was an insane Christmas song. What I remember is frickin' Seltzer saying to him that our producer thinks he can get you out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That is, that is, you, might, you might be right. Well, at that point, yeah, I probably Not could anymore. Have. No, not, but spring training, Kingery. How old is he? 30. 30, He's 31. 30? Dude, his six-year contract is over. And, wow. And they re-signed him. That's how long it's Could been. Could he make the team? Like, is he gonna... uh, they would have to create a 40-man roster spot for him. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But I think, at worst-case scenario, he looks pretty good. He made an <laughs> unbelievable diving play at th- or, or a backhanded play at third base yesterday. It's got to be a good life for him. Dude, I just uh, – I would I, had, I did have a dream that Scott Kingery saved the season at some point. So You did. That's a good point. 
I'm curious to see if that one comes to fruition. Well, look, if he plays well, maybe he doesn't get it right away, but if there's an injury or something, yeah. call it up. Maybe he needs a little uh, standing up. Would you, if you had to do, do it for someone other than Trey Turner, it's Kingery next? No, nah, you again, you got to bet on the right horse. Yeah. It's, it's going to be in the really major leagues. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if Bryce struggles. But I feel like that one's niche enough where it's not. The Bryce standing ovation just <laughs> would be sick. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Spare me on that. <laughs> What's next? Is Elliot soft like Dan? Are you soft like Dan? Paul in Plymouth <laughs> meeting. Man, Jolly got cooked today too. Not, not, it was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of personal attacks, which we don't endorse here at WIP. You go with the King Julio, you better not miss. Exactly. Well, and listen, if you're if you're gonna miss, make more points than make more points than that's a hot take. Yeah. Because, um, I, I just it's it's lack of respect for the profession. I think when people <laughs> do that, you know, it's I I prefer interesting opinion that's not the consensus. You know what I mean? Not me. I like to to ride with the consensus. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's just the, the term hot take is so overused. And, it's just an and, opinion. Exactly. I think people use it to diminish an opinion. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the, it's not authentic. Do you know what my hot take was that got Jolly to call me soft? Uh, Do you remember? I, 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 you have to jog my memory. Uh, so in that particular case, I said the 2022 Phillies had a successful season, and he said that I was soft for saying that a team who didn't <laughs> win a title could, could have a successful year. Well, I feel like Elliot agrees with them. Uh... The 2022 Phillies definitely had a successful season. 100%. Easily. Yeah. 2023 Phillies probably did too, honestly. I would say it's, it's more of a hot take by Jolly saying they did not have a successful yeah, that's season. Yeah, like that's a very Jolly take. <laughs> For sure. What's next? I'm just glad Giulio didn't knock around Jolly too much today. That way, Jolly can still send the money he owes me. Dominic in Denver. What's this? So Jolly owes a caller a million dollars. For, what's this for? Buzz, you'd be able to explain this better than I. Yeah, what, so what, the other night, so a couple weeks ago, this guy Dominic in Denver calls in, and basically they were debating whether Nick Sirianni should still be the coach or not. And his point was, like, well, you know, Garrett Kubiak won the Super Bowl, like, very early. Jolly was saying, well, you shouldn't fire him because that way, if you bring in a new coach, it's a bit of a setback. And the guy in Denver's point was, well, Kubiak won early in his Denver tenure. And his first year. Yeah, in his yeah, first year. And, yeah. and, jo- and so that was a good point by the caller. And Jolly's like, no, it was John Fox and wouldn't relent on it. And so Dominic wow. in Denver politely calls back last week and goes, hey, I just want to correct you on something that happened last week. You said that it was Gary Kubiak Savage. who won the Super Bowl, Savage. not John Fox. And Jolly said that if he could find that audio, that he would give him a million dollars. We have the audio of both. Wow. It's hard to dispute. That's a tough scene. Yeah. So I hope John is okay. <laughs> Dominic yes. from Denver shows up on the call screen. You know you're in trouble. You're, you know you're about to be held accountable. <laughs> you're about to be out a million dollars. You're about to be out a million dollars. So, uh, yes, Jolly versus Julio early today was uh, a lot of fun. And Jolly, I guess, is going to lead the show with it tomorrow night. So looking, Excited to hear it. <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, Chris in Northeast Philly, what's happening, Chris? Hey, what's up, guys? What's hey, up, Hey, what's going um, on, man? Um, first of all, I just want to say that this show is forever fr- it's forever Fritz and Friends to me. That's the name to go with. Amen. I, mean, I appreciate Amen. it. I agree with you. And um, so I just want to say, Elliot, um, yes. I don't know, man. Your, your whole thing about, like, oh, if, if we cheer these guys, that would make it easier for them. Like, why don't we do that? Like, I, I, that's like that's nonsense, man. Didn't we, didn't we try that already with, with Ben Simmons and Markel Fulton? Well, but let me – no, no. What I was saying was, Chris, real quick, if they said to you it would help us if you didn't boo – would you still bill? That's my question. If Kelsey said not, it, yeah. Not, not okay. if one guy says it, because I, I don't think that's a catch-on. I mean, how can Slay say that for, and represent that for the whole team? Like, 
I'm saying it's a hypothetical. If you thought it would help the players win, would you stop booing? Um, no, because if they said it, I wouldn't believe them. Okay. Well, this is my point, is that, like, they never he, say it, he, by the way. Like, Slay is correct. It is a tough city to play in, and that's not necessarily a super negative thing, but he's right. Like, we as a Philly fan base are very hard on the athletes, and it makes it harder to play here than it does in other markets. Like, would Sir- oh. how about this? Would Sirianni be on the hot seat in any other market besides Philadelphia? Um, I don't know. I mean, after that collapse, maybe. I don't think so. Three straight years of the playoffs, 11 wins. I know that. Well, again, John Fox got fired after making the Super Bowl. All right, so maybe Denver. Yeah, another. With Dominic. <laughs> yeah. Dominic and Denver, hold everyone accountable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chris, um, what is your answer here for a Philly athlete you couldn't stand? Uh, James Harden. How, how does he not get said yet? Yeah, that's a big answer. It's going to be a popular one. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. James Seltzer, not a fan of James Harden. So I actually asked him, because I've, I've been asking everyone this, if it's a Bucks clippers finals, who would you root for? And Clippers. And he, he chose he chose Doc over, over Harden. His, he did. His, his disdain for Harden. I don't get the hate for Harden. I don't either. You know, like, he wasn't here that long. He, he won them two playoff games against the Celtics. He, I mean, I don't also know, completely like, folded in game seven and couldn't get the ball. He did, but then, then hate Joel, too. Well, you could ask some people, and they are annoyed by Joel. Right. I just, I think the, the I hate. Think, I think people view Harden as a quitter. And I think the hate for Harden feels uh, not organic. Like, the Ben Simmons things I get. He was here. It was a long time. It was ugly, all that. Harden was here for, like, a year and a half. I know. Yeah. And he folded the, in the Heat series, too. But regardless. Yeah, he did. Um, all right, Elliot, before we get out of here, we've got to wow. pick, a, a pick a winner for today. Um, personally, I thought, uh, I, thought <laughs> I thought Tom and Adam with Sean Rodriguez was the best answer. Nah. Adam Eaton is a good one, but, but Becky was ripping me, so can't <laughs> so possibly can't choose that me. one. <laughs> yeah. Derek Coleman was your answer, so I can't give that. Bynum and Shane Victorino, no. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Moreau? Nah. Nah, not big enough. DeMarco Murray, but Corey can't go because it's, it's here. Oh, I, I thought that's a winner. Yeah. A shame. I, I'm going to give it to Tom from Abington with Sean Rodriguez. All right. I mean, it goes with the theme of the day. Yeah, athlete ripping the fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like not being here. Right. That's the, that's the big. No, one. I think this is, congrats to Tom. Yeah, you After one. Herb took a shot at him too. I know. I, I think he needs it. I didn't see that one coming. No, it was a, catching a stray. Because Herb usually can't stand OG. OG Wade's usually. I can see that. that. Drives I can see them two clashing. Yeah. All right, Elliot, fun show. Uh, yeah, great, by. Good stuff, man. Great time down here at Chickie's. Buzz produced the show today. Who's coming up next there, Buzz? We got Tom Kelly in the house. Oh, Teak's in the house. He'll take you through the rest of the night. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with another edition of the Afternoon Show here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.